Some of the content of Patriots Unfiltered may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Hey guys, how's everybody doing over there? Good. Good. Okay. McLennan. I got I got on a McLennan kick yesterday afternoon. I started thinking about that. McLennan. Oh. His name is McLennan. You don't know what McLennan is? That's what Mac is short for. That was it. That was it. That sealed his face. That was. But he's correcting everybody else with right. the wrong correction. And that right. was where I'm like, mm-mm. I did your research. You guys are the reporters. Are you supposed to have the team? Remember right. that Tennessee lineman on the sideline? I can't feel my I hands or feet. I'm freaking out. <laughs> I can't feel my hands or feet, man. I'm freaking out. Don't you think Sirianni looks like uh, a cast member from 300? Number? I'd need to see him with his shirt off. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> or in a loincloth. Yeah. Bill Belichick, he coaches in a cutoff hoodie. Nick Sirianni, yeah, loincloth. Yeah. It's his thing. So the line hasn't changed. And uh, I, I think the touts and the sharps are telling us something. I never know what he's talking about. <laughs> I just don't. This is Patriots Unfiltered. Fueled by Duncan. All right, welcome to Patriots Unfiltered. Oh, if the touts and the sharps really knew something, it wouldn't have been four. It would have been 14 or more. Been 40. Right. Uh, we got a lot to un- unpackage here. I mean, this is therapy. The doctor is in. I'm here for all of you. Uh, we got to talk about this season and this game. I don't know if the game in particular needs a lot of talk because it's more like, what do we do? Because, you know, we got some issues, and um, we, we got to go over what they are and what possibly the team can do about it. But here it is. It is Tuesday here at Gillette Stadium. We're on to 2022, our first post-2021 show, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 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 Here we are. It's, it's over. Two days a week now. It's <laughs> over, just like that. That's the problem with, you know, like sports you know, when you t- it comes to an end, it's like so sudden. It's yeah, falling off the it's treadmill. Just boom. Yep. It's just, we're done. 100 miles an hour on the highway and yeah. jamming on the brakes. Yeah, it was good to have a couple days, I think, to kind of process yeah. it or try to process it. Um, after, you know, I always sleep bad after we do the post-game show. You get home late. But, man, did I – I kept waking up. I just couldn't believe that it was as bad as it was and that there was – you know, and I, and I held out some hope that – I mean, my key to the game was flip the script because it felt like this is where it was heading. Like, they just they hadn't really shown months after the bye. They beat up on Jacksonville. Defense wasn't producing turnovers. You know, we talked about the run stuff. But I think ultimately for this team, my whole concern the whole year was what do they do when there's a real team that can spread them out and throw the ball on them? And I think that this was really the ultimate answer that, and especially exacerbated by not having, you know, Jalen Mills. Not that he would have made a difference, but, you know, no Jonathan Jones, no Stephon Gilmore, then no Jalen Mills on top of it. You basically had J.C. Jackson and a bunch of other guys. And I think that was really the kind of key weakness to this team this year was you know, defensively. I just don't think they had the horses in the secondary. And certainly once the pass rush stopped producing pressure over the last few games that, that they were dead in the water and, and they had nothing. They had yeah. nothing against When, the when a team has variety, it's tough for this defense, you know, to – they spread out no answers and, and yeah yeah no answers and i mean and that's you know i i think in retrospect i don't really fault them for trying to to run it back to try to bring the band back with hightower returning and you know bring a mccordy back on this basically one-year deal with a bunch of i don't i don't fault them for trying it but i think now we've seen the last three seasons and you know last year a little bit of an anomaly but they they gotta they gotta move on. They gotta build a new defense now. Yeah. They have to and they some key pieces and it's it, Th- this, they got a whole th- plan. This to is lay a, out. a big picture question, 
you know, and I don't expect anyone to have the answer, but did did uh, impatience hurt the Patriots this season? In other words, I know what you mean. Let's 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 get we gotta get back mm. in the playoffs yeah. right away. Yeah, yeah. did that hurt? It. We gotta yeah. get back. Did yeah. that did that hurt? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. You could make an argument for that. I yeah. think so. I think so. I mean, I think the you know the Van Noy and the Collins additions were to me. I felt like last year you were at this inflection point where, yeah, you knew you were gonna turn it over to Mac at some point after you drafted him. But, you know, having those guys back in the mix, it's just down the stretch. Well, they don't I, have you it. know, and I, I, I also think that this team is overcoached on on defense in particular, and maybe on offense too. But, you know, when you look at the defense, you know, it's a collaborative effort. That's great. Maybe there's too many voices in the room. I don't know. But it just seems we're just too tentative. You know, do your thinking before the snap. But it seems you, you watch guys – after the snap, and there's too much thinking, especially with the linebackers. You know, too yeah. much tippy-toeing around, and, you know, I, I, there's no, like, heat-seeking missiles out there, you know, just going after the ball. And, uh, you know, I don't know if that's because of age and, you know, lack of speed or just overthinking things. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and like, I, w- I was also – it's like they tell the your your front guys to play zero technique – in a 4-3 almost. Like, that doesn't work. If you're going to play that type of zero technique, you have to have linebackers making plays. Yep. You know, when you look at your stat sheet in that type of scheme, your linebackers should have the most tackles on the team because they're the ones filling the holes while the other guys aren't giving up ground. But they're trying to blend both those techniques, and it's not working. And You know, yeah. they don't have the linebackers – that are athletic enough to make those type of plays. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked Mike's point, you know, about, you know, the the defense and, and how, you know, when, when they got spread out and, you know, it kind of fell apart. And I think that when you try to – what you saw is, is, is I think this is the way the Patriots beat a lot of teams over the last 20 years was, you know, there was a lot of good teams that the Patriots played and they just said, oh, that's all you can do? Or you need to do that to win? Oh, okay. We'll we'll take care of that. And I think that's what Buffalo did. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that they they looked at them and they, yeah. I think the Patriots. Could, there were times the Patriots were a, a pretty good team this year, but it's when they they dictated the way the game was played. Yeah. yeah. When they and had, how many when they times? Got a lead. You know, I I, yeah. I thought it was like there was one of the things I was reading about the stats, right? Um, you know, the, all the negative stats regarding Buffalo's offense and what they did to the Patriots on Saturday. And one of the things was it was the most touchdown passes since Joe Flacco threw four in the 2014 divisional round here at uh, Gillette Stadium. Well, you, you know who won that game? The Patriots. Yeah. You know why? Because that version of the Patriots had a lot of different ways to win. Right. This one has won. Well, they it, have to get the lead. Yep. And then they have to run the ball to milk the clock. Yep. And then protect the defense at the same time. They're not really good on offense, and they're not really yeah. good on defense. And that's and that's to me uh, been a problem for the entirety of the seventeen game season. It wasn't something that happened after the bye. This is who they were from the get go, yeah. and just I, I think people got blinded by that seven game win streak right. yeah. where things were falling their yeah, way. And I think yeah. in retrospect, the now the schedule ev- was falling yeah. their Everybody, way. Yeah, yeah. sure. But e- but the tough games in that stretch weren't tough because of extenuating circumstances. Right. Right. right, The weather in Buffalo, the right. the, the, the COVID the injuries, the in situation Tennessee. in Tennessee, T- yeah. and then yeah. Cleveland had had, had injuries. Here is another thing, and I could be overthinking this, but. Two times, at least two times, in Bill Belichick's post-game press conference, 
he used the phrase, we couldn't keep up we with them. couldn't keep up with them. That's and why my, I wrote about speed my, today. Yes. My yep. knee jerk was, oh, the defense couldn't keep up with him. But Both. He, Both. Yeah, yeah. I, I think he could be as talking as much about the offense because if the offense can at least – you know, do their share, mm-hmm. then it puts yeah. a little pressure on Josh Allen. Oh, I got to score, I got to score. You know, but when you know our defense has the number, mm-hmm. I don't have to worry. I, we can just play loose yep. because yeah. if we go three and out, which they didn't, mm. but if we go three and out, it doesn't matter. And when you can play that way as an offense, boy, that takes a lot of pressure off. So yeah. I think Bill was referring as much to his offense, we couldn't keep up with them. Yeah. Because it's not, he knows his defense is mm-hmm. not able to st- – we're not going to keep these guys under 24 points. It's not going to happen. Yeah, We've right. got to keep up, and they just couldn't. And, and another thing to keep in mind, too, <coughs> is that they had a ton of money and the circumstances with the, the, the salary cap last offseason gave them an opportunity to go on a big spending spree and address some of the obvious holes that we all saw that they had. Imagine if they didn't have that opportunity last year, how much worse this team would have looked because they wouldn't have had. I don't want to imagine lot, that, Eric. No, but, <laughs> well, no, no, but I'm saying they, they brought in 10 or 12 free yeah. agents, and some and of them hit. Yeah. yeah. You know, some you know and, and some, but, I mean, if you didn't have the ones that hit and you were just like most of the other teams. Right. And, and you know. Think about how bad it would have been. I don't know. No. I don't know. I, I think there's a lot of different things. I, I like Fred's, Fred's premise, yeah. you know, did, did maybe the, the impatience a little bit end up hurting them we'll see i i the, the one thing that i've heard a lot of in the last day and a half along those lines that i agree with you fred because i think that's where you were going is i don't think it's as like okay th- you know it's a setback but you know we're you know we're rising we're we're, right, we're right, there i right. think they have a long way to go yeah so. no, and but they weren't rising no no they they you know they when they played at the end that stretch against better teams um, they didn't look good. The, the stat that is they impossible to ignore is they were three and eight against teams with winning records. Yeah, and among those three wins was the Tennessee game and the Buffalo game. Yep. Right, mitigating circumstances in so, those. So, so if they played the way they had been playing, they would have been one and ten. Well, if they if, if the other teams. If it wasn't for the weather and the other team was healthy, there's mm-hmm. a good chance you would have. Yeah, it was You'll a good chance you would only won one of the games. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, and I, uh, all valid. I think for me, the the pieces that just bug me the most right now are, and talked about the Miami game. No progression from first game of the season to last game with Miami, and what Miami did, and then they did nothing against Josh Allen in twice. I mean, you know, I, again, like this is the point. I I I just ph- philosophically believe of when you build a team in the off season and you look how we're going to compete. You look at the division and you say, how can we win the division? How can we beat these teams that we're going to play twice a row? They had no answer for Josh. They had no answer for him last year. They had no answer for him this year. Yeah. So I, I we're don't, in the position other happen. teams were with Tom Brady. How right. do we beat now? No, we, absolutely. Now That's we have feels. to think about that. Yeah. How do Abs- we beat Josh absolutely. Allen? And you know, a lot of people said, you know. And we said on the show, they've got to do something different. And I still agree with that. I just don't think they can. I, I agree. I, I think as bad as it looked, Bill and whoever thinks it would have looked even worse. Yeah, and they did some different things the other day, too. It, I agree with you. It just they don't have the horses. Yeah. And I, I saw I, I saw like some some scared players like they look terrified at, at, at times in space. And I think it all just stems from the lack of speed. Yeah. Uh, and, it, like, there were times that I think that they backed off 
and they gave him the underneath stuff, and then they come up and maybe switch it up a little bit, and they run right by. I mean, the McCourty was victim of that, and he's one of your faster, sure tacklers. You know, but th- there was a couple of plays that really stood out. One was the touchdown to Sanders. Um, they got backed up on the illegal block. I think it made it like a second and twenty, and. They just ran right by. Now, it was kind of a zone, and Jawan Williams sort of stopped. But there's got to be a safety coming over. He, so Jawan Williams lets him run right by him, and the safety's nowhere to be found. As easy a pitch and catch as you can get in the end zone. I mean, that was almost uncontested. And then there was the play um, late in the first half. I think it was 20 to nothing after the Patriots decided not to go for a fourth down that we all thought that they probably needed to go for. Um, they they back them up, and you know you're sort of thinking, oh, Buffalo gets a first down here; they'll be content to run the clock out. The fourth the first, and eight from midfield. The first play, they throw a, like a little like jet sweep action. I don't, I forget if it was a pop pass or if it was just a jet sweep to Isaiah McKenzie. Yep. And oh my God, he got to the sideline and just ran you by know, everybody in the NFL. Like that was a high school play. Yeah. Like in the NFL, when you go to the sideline. Even when you get the edge, it's like a seven-yard gain yeah. because the pursuit comes over and knocks you out of bounds, even when it works. Right. Yep. The sideline he becomes got, a defender. He got the sideline and took, Mike, eight, nine strides. Kept going. Right down the sideline before anybody came over and pushed him out of bounds. Yeah. He just ran away from McCourty. Yep. And it was just striking how fast they were. I thought McKenzie would be like an afterthought in this game. That, that They found a way to get everybody involved. Yeah, Everybody did something for Buffalo. And, again, they played loose and unfettered because they didn't have to worry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They didn't have to. Our defense has their number. It's They're not going to do anything. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and it's like, and yeah, there's, there's, it, there's a little give up. On the half, you know, the part of the Patriots. Yeah, we'll when get that to happens. that in the second hour. Yeah, <laughs> I have a couple of guys in particular I want to talk about. I want to get you guys' yeah. thoughts on. You know, and now, yes, right now we're in a dark place. But I mean, there's. I thought Mac played well. I thought he played his heart out. I think he competed. I had no problem. You know, I think there's some bright spots going forward. I think Bourne is a keeper. I think Henry's a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Barmore obviously is a keeper. I think there's some. Really good things we can build around going forward. Is Jackson a keeper? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but I want to get to him in the second <laughs> hour. But, <laughs> okay. But there's a there's a lot of work to do. It's not like oh right. we'll add a few more pieces and we're there. And it's, that's we're not there. Can yet. I just bring up? You know, it's it's very easy for any of us to do this post mortem now that the season's over. Now that they've lost the way they did, and to bring out these flaws and and say, all right, we're looking back at the season and how it was. But I think we need to also give ourselves a little bit of credit for pointing a lot of this stuff out during the season and enduring some of the criticism from people who were saying, well, you guys are being too negative. They're winning. They're number one. They're going to the playoffs, AFC championship. We were pointing this stuff out as it was happening. Yeah. And, yeah, they got lucky in that stretch with some of the circumstances that, that they had the seven-game win streak and people's vision got clouded by that. But we were pointing out all this time that this team had flaws. It's not like we're just saying this now, you know, when it's easy to look back on it and say, oh, yeah, this is what happened. That's why it happened. We were saying this at the time, and very few people wanted to believe that. And now here we are having to look at it, you know, in the stark light of, of, of the – 
might have taken me a little after. longer than that, but you know. no. But that's that's to be expected. Yeah. From, yeah. From I did pick against them in this. Last I know you game. Did. I knew. I just could. I just yeah. couldn't objectively say they're going to win. This there was game. an air of I inevitability. Was the, only, I was the only moron on the show. Yeah. There was an <laughs> air of inevitability about this game that I haven't felt with this team in a long time. I, I felt a little resigned. I went into it a little resigned, and if they were going to make a run or they were going to make it competitive. I wouldn't get my hopes up until they actually did it. And they never really gave you a chance in the game. It was pretty much just a continuation of what we saw last time. I just and, – and everything you said is true. And I thought they had flaws with run defense, with pass you know, defense depth, all those things. I just thought that they wouldn't go out getting absolutely housed by Buffalo like they did. I mean, that was – Beyond the pale of what you would coming. expect. I mean, a, a little fight, a right. little bit of, yeah, I yeah, of emotion. I not just. I, I did like, not predict this. Something like the last game I could have envisioned. Yeah, yeah. but not that. Like you know, right. like Buffalo won because they're better and they beat you by they two made scores. The plays. Not from beginning to end. Not what did the they game do, is Paul? over. What did they do? Buffalo? They maxed their point. They maxed, they, they maxed their yardage. They were max yardage. <laughs> they had what does that mean? <laughs> they broke the Let's game. Paul. Yeah, and they broke the game. They broke the game. And it's interesting. Like in all the games this weekend. It seemed to me, I don't know if every game, but in most games, the team that was playing better down the stretch dominated. Like teams that didn't play down the good down the stretch didn't like suddenly turn it around in the wild card game and, and start playing. Uh, for the Cardinals, for sure. Yeah. That's one. You know? I mean, Dallas. Yeah. I mean, uh, Dallas was guys, playing well down the stretch. You guys told me every week the Rams were struggling down the stretch. Well, no, the but the Rams were struggling. But, and right. you kept so telling us. Five of their last right. Yeah. And you, but Stafford was. But the team Stafford was winning. Was, Stafford was struggling. The team, the was, team winning. was not. The team was winning yeah. down the stretch, you know. But it's, it's, it's I don't know. It, it's disappointing. And I mean, yeah. I just, and I try to put it in context of, of you know, big, big season ending losses that, the weaknesses were glaring. Now, I don't think any year, like you could talk, oh, six, they lost. They feel like they need more weapons. They won't got weapons. Mm. 2009, they lost. Felt like you needed a little bit of a, um, an energy makeover and obviously some weapons. Uh, th- th- those years weren't as glaring as this, where it's like, I, I don't really know even where to start right now. I mean, I think, like you said, you feel pretty good about, about Max' first year. We talked a lot about him on the postgame show, and you know, I think everybody can agree Getting him, and, and this is a refrain we've been talking about, getting some explosive you know, slot receiver type guy that they've always had. I saw Dante Scarnecchia coming up with that today. Um, but just defensively, where do they go? I mean, philosophically, how do they, how do they change on the fly? Because Josh Allen ain't going anywhere. And, I mean, as, as much as everyone wants to make fun of Tua Tagovailoa, they had no answers for him either. Right. So he's 3-0 and against you. you, well, know, you in, in a lot of ways, when you, you started the show by saying there's no difference between the bookends and the Miami, yep. I'm much more concerned about that. than I, like, I think Josh <clears throat> Allen is exceptional. Absolutely. I know everybody yeah. else just found out that he could play <laughs> Saturday. I've thought he's been really good for two years now. Tua, I think, is very average. Yeah. Very average, and he and he's not average against point. you. No, he's not. <laughs> right, that's three times. He's not average against you, and that troubles me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I mean I think like, you know, schematically, I'm sure people can go through and, but I think there's similarities in why Tua has success and why teams like Josh Allen had success. And I think really with Josh Allen, what you've seen when Buffalo's really started to kick it into a new gear is just being willing to go on the neat stuff. Yeah. Don't try to make the tough throws. Just take what they give you the whole right. time. And, you know, when the Patriots lack a speed now at that second level, as soon as they complete passes, it's like an all-out race to try to tackle a guy now. And, I mean, how many guys can even run anybody down at this point? I mean, Duggar, maybe, but he's got a giant yeah. club on his hand. No idea what happened there, by the way, which is probably something that'll just kind of get lost. But don't know how he 
broke his hand somehow. He had in to have done it. That Jacksonville well, he game had to have done it during the Jacksonville game, and we just didn't see it. You know, mm-hmm. it had to be either just didn't realize it, didn't maybe. realize it. You know, because it was such a blowout, and you say, you figure, oh, the guy's not playing because it's a blowout. You know, he must have done something. Yeah, yeah. And we just never saw it. The tent never went up. We never saw the tent go. We never saw him go in it. So it, it might have been something like he dealt with it. You know, and then maybe afterwards was like, oh, the pain's not going Still away. Yeah. Like, and then they realize, oh. You know, so funny that, that they hit him from us all week. I mean, they certainly did that. Oh, that, like, that we've seen them do right that now. before, though. It's yeah, funny. we've seen that, and, and exactly played out. We thought he's going to show up with a huge club, <laughs> a club. on his. I know. On and then his, you get into warm ups and like, and there it is. Yeah. Right, yeah. Okay. Um, just to go back to though to the the the, the big picture of the season, I, I I'm going to beat the drum of the refrain I've been saying all season, which was that I was not going to be concerned with the final record more so than the development of the key players that you added. And I think maybe the jury is still a, a little bit out on Mac and his long-term future, um, but he certainly wasn't the reason you lost this game. And he wasn't the reason that you went, you know, only, ten, only, and I say that in quotes, 10 and 7. Like, he's not the problem. I think I think you can, if you put enough pieces around him, I think you can win games again well. and, and win a playoff game or two. Um, whether or not he can take you all the way, that's... I think that's that's to be determined, but that's another big picture item that I don't think is ready for today. exactly. But, I, yeah. but I'm just I, glad I that would he take got some exception to some of not what Eric said, but like some of the <coughs> reaction of the game. If I heard one, I heard it 15 times. Like uh, he wasn't the problem. Okay, oh, you were down 33 to three. He was 11 for 17 for 116 yards and two interceptions. When you were down 33 to three, he might not have been the problem, but he wasn't the solution either. Yeah. Like, oh, he, I, he's, he can't. Can, I, I just yeah. can, can. Can he just not have been the biggest reason why they lost? But yet, in a game that they were never competitive in, not really have been considered to play well? Because I don't think he played well. He was fine. He wasn't on our bad list, right? We didn't put him on the bad list. At least I didn't. But I, I've heard a lot of, oh, one silver lining in this game Mac Jones. He, he came to play. Yeah, he made a couple of huge plays in that first drive. <laughs> the, 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 the scramble yep. for the, for the uh, first oh, yeah. down yeah. to Hunter Henry, mm-hmm. and then the scramble on third and 16 to run himself. Yeah. Like, a couple of huge plays. Then he threw a pick. I don't care how good the play was by the other guy. He threw a pick. Yeah. Right. But I, I'm going gonna, gonna to give him a little bit of a pass on that. No, no pun intended. Deuce. There's always I know you're not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank I you. I know you don't. You're not really feeling it today. <laughs> Did anybody see this <laughs> Nickelodeon interview with Debo Samuel? No. no. Oh, no. that kid was hilarious. No. Um, what the hell was I saying? Oh, about Mac. Yeah, I I just like the fact that he got some experience in the playoffs, which that was beyond anything I could have hoped for at the beginning of this season. That he at least got that far. Oh yeah, that's you that's know? the big picture to me is. He got you some got playoff a lot experience. Of experience, and he got he got through uh, a 17 game season, took every snap, got as many reps as possible. I, I mean, I don't know what else you could have asked for. No, no nothing. I, I really thought, don't. But at the same time, it doesn't mean that I am like no longer concerned about the quarterback. Oh no, no, no. In That's why I said that I think the jury is still probably a little bit out as far as that goes. But, but I, I I am really happy with his rookie year. Yes. As a Patriots fan, Absolutely. not an analyst here. As a Patriots fan, I step away and say, "We got a rookie quarterback who looks like he has an idea of what he's doing." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gives you a degree of stability when really I don't think there's a whole lot that you can really cling, cling, cling to 
But I think, Paul, just to agree with your point, I think a lot of this Max stuff was just that he looked composed in that first drive, and he threw the ball a little bit. He made, and like, he like, made and a like couple just of how great he kind of looked in that in that one drive. Absolutely, I think is carrying a lot of a lot of that narrative, but. Uh, it was enough that I put it right. on my on a, on a night they lost yeah, forty seven to seventeen. We put it on the good list, just those two plays. Yeah, like I thought they were good enough plays that warranted, you know, some conversation on an, an otherwise uh, dreary night where the only thing you know what the only thing that we had on the on the good list was Nick Foles. Nick Foles. <laughs> Nick, Foles. <laughs> Nick Foles. You had it, Deuce. I think you it you the, jumped uh, on the, it. The, the the extra point. Pat block. Oh, the Pat block. 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 block team. Yeah. PAT <laughs> block team is the only <laughs> thing we had on the good list. Show them what they've won. Yeah, I, I said it about good thing they blocked that extra point. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. it, it, there's there's a lot of work to do. Um, I think they had a good draft. They had three guys in the last draft that you can point to are keepers and Jones, Barmore, and Stevenson. They're going to have to do that again. Yeah, yep. they're going to get yep. have to get at least three guys that become regular contributors right away. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, then there's some guys that were on the sideline all year that, you know, it'll start up, trust me, well, you know, we're going to be getting Ronnie Perkins. Oh, yeah. And we're going to be getting, <laughs> you know, McGrone. Mm-hmm. And we're and Anthony Jennings the is going to be, you know. already started, yeah. yeah. So the, the Cameron McGrone thing, I'll, you know, <laughs> like on the arbiter, I'll allow. I'll allow. Yeah. Like, he, he had a torn ACL. We didn't see him play. I don't know what he could do. Ronnie Perkins could have played. Right yep. and didn't. Right. Anthony Jennings has been here two years. Yeah, right. You know, could have played and hasn't. Right. Three years. No, uh, th- this was his second. second. Yeah. This was second. his second yeah. year. Yeah. yeah. Okay. A- and he hasn't. Like, I don't know why he's on IR. I, I just know that he hasn't. <coughs> I've watched him in training camp for two years and not been a part of any of their regular yeah packages. So he wasn't going to play. Yeah. I mean, I you know not to. I mean, I guess we're just kind of bouncing around. But I mean, I think to that point, it's like, are they? Are they going to turn it over to those guys, to McMillan, McGrone, Jennings, Tavai, Uche, Winovich, and Perkins? I mean, those are, you know, the young guys that they've drafted or acquired in the last couple of years. Like, are they ready to make that kind of switch? Which is, you know, in which I think we're kind of circling around the, should they have done it last year? Should they have? Well, that gets into the whole argument know? that Paul and I had. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they might have to because if, if Hightower <laughs> doesn't come back, you know, and they decide, you know, you know, you got Bentley. I don't. I he's you know, he's still agent. on the con. He's a, a free agent. He's a free agent. Yeah, yeah. So and Who, Bentley Van Noy has another year, right? He does on his contract. Van Noy is under contract, but do you want him back? Yeah, right. So there's a lot of decisions in that area of the field that you have to make. That's another thing. Like, you know, I mean, Miami got rid of Van Noy. How many times has Collins gotten kind of jettisoned? You know, like these guys. Like, and, and I, I can't help but. Now, I have so much respect for Matthew Slater, Flotsam. Devin McCourty, Hightower, these guys who have been Je- the Jetson. locker room leaders and, yeah. and tone setters for so long. But if, I, if I'm going to have Collins on my team, I want him to show up and he needs to flash in games. Yeah. You know, like not make a play every, not be being like leading to, but be disruptive. Be that athlete that he, we think he he's is. All, how old is he now? He's in his thirties. He's right. in his thirties. They're all on the wrong side of thirty. Exactly. My, right. my, my, my bigger point is is that love those guys, don't want to see them gone, but do you think that there's too many people waiting around for the championship Patriots to all of a sudden kick in because you still have this element of the championship Patriots? So, like we talked this year about how you love Judon, just doesn't have a sense of it. You like Mac, he doesn't have a sense of it. I don't, I'm not, I'm not going to advocate getting rid of Slater, McCourty, and Hightower, but I think that there might be an element to this team that 
there's a lot of guys who just kind of look to those guys and be like, well, it's just going to happen, right? We got these guys. Like, the match is just going to happen, right? We're in the playoffs. This, this is it. Like, it's just going to happen. It doesn't. Like, I think that there needs to be an element of that needs to be out. Like, you need to realize this is a totally new Patriots team that needs to go into the AFC East and, you know, beat the Dolphins and beat the Bills. These are things they haven't been able to do. This isn't that team anymore that all of a sudden is going to turn on championship football. So, I, we'll see what those guys have to decide in the coming weeks. I mean, I think that, you know, first it's their decision to see, and then it's, you know, the Patriots if they want them back. But right. I just think there's an element yeah. of you need the turnover. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're waiting for, like, Bill to have that big press conference where he tells you what he thought, it's not going to happen. As we've said for decades now, look at what they do. That'll tell us what he thinks yep. of what's going on. I just thought it was real interesting to hear him say the words, was that us? Or was that just a bad night? You know, and, you know, I think everybody's like, that's you. That's who you've been. Like, that's who you've been going on the years, but especially now. Yeah. uh, See, the bigger picture, I I totally agree with that. The bigger picture is that was them. Now, you could make an argument for semantics and say 47-17 wasn't them. But 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 you're just deceiving yourself into thinking that you were on their level. Right. Right. Like, the last five times you've played – you you basically beat them because of a a, a, a tornado, I and mean, then you yeah. lost. The Think other about four that. I, I, somebody said that, um, you know, the Bills pitched a perfect game in terms of the offense. Yeah, and they did it twice. Like no well, punts, no punts. Yeah, the last time, two right. times. This you one them. was more perfect than the first yeah, one. It, but, indeed, uh, right. But they haven't punted against the Patriots since thirteen and a half minutes were left in the third quarter of the tornado game. Right. Yeah. They so, didn't even punt with a tornado in the second so half. So you had yeah. you had no answers against a division rival. Mm-hmm. A right. team that you know. Yeah. You had n- absolutely no answers. Yeah, and I think that brings up not a little Not good Bob. No, not good Bob at all, but I think it also brings not up good Bob. I, one of the one of the points that's been gnawing at me too is like y- you need to have somebody on the defensive side t- to be held accountable. You need a coordinator because whenever there's a bad yep, game offensively, right. yeah. it's like, oh, I didn't like Josh's play calling. You can pinpoint to Josh. Well, On defense, who do you point to? Well, what I was Somebody do, needs to take the fall for that. What them. I was going to do is, you know, after I was going to tease at the break that after the break, mm. we're going to talk about coaching. Okay. You know, because like. All right, we'll table it for then. Yeah, yeah. And so <laughs> after the break. Table that discussion. We'll, we'll talk about coaching. You, guys like, do that. Coming, you know, who do we think is coming, going, and all that stuff? Because yeah. mm. that's a whole. You're right. That's a whole discussion. Right. And there's a lot of interviews taking place now for other teams with yeah. personnel and coaching staff and yeah. some Patriots related news there. We can get into that later if you want. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot to unpack. And yeah, the JC Jackson definitely probably at the top of the list, too. All right. 855 Pats 500 is the Ace Ticket Hotline. Web radio at patriots.com is the email address. <laughs> Lots of calls and emails coming in. So uh, let's hit the phones. We'll start with Patty and Agawam. What's up, Patty? Patty, Pat. Patty. So, uh, oh, there he is. Nothing like some, nothing like some Tuesday afternoon therapy. I'll tell you what. <laughs> um, I tried getting in on the post game show, Freddie. I'll tell you what. The the call, the lines were flooded. I, I know, tried. and I saw the email. The the tons of emails. People needed to mm. talk, to vent, and yeah. So I just want to touch a little bit on the game and the offense, and I'll call in Thursday and and uh, <laughs> air my grievances about the defense, but. Make no mistake about it, Buffalo did not slay any dragons and on Saturday night. They are the dragon now. Oh, yeah. Years, they, every team in the AFC East was chasing us, and it's pretty clear that 
they're you know subsequently they might win the Super Bowl. So we have to decide whether we're competing against them for a division, for a conference, or as champions. So that's what I got to say about that. Um, the offense, I, I don't. I think there's good pieces in place. Obviously, the running backs are good. You guys brought up Bourne. I think Bourne's a player. I think Hunter Henry's a player. But can every well, uh, like I, I've talked to people, like people in my circle, who think it, it's either one way or the other. It's like Max sucks or Max great. Can we give the guy like maybe two or three years? <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, like right. No do we have to have a decision right. now? That's why I say the jury yeah. is still out with him. Yeah. He needs more time. Yeah. And and Polly, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, he looks like he can play. He looks like he gets it. But let's see. Let's see what he does in the next couple off seasons and and how he progresses. Gets in the program. I, I would hate to be like where right. the Jets were this past off. Right. I, I just get annoyed when the offense basically did nothing until the game was decided. It was thirty-three to three yeah. before the offense moved the ball. And I'm hearing one after another after another. Mac wasn't the problem. Mac played well. I mean, if you want to tell me that. Mac was like number twenty on the list of problems Saturday night. I would agree. Like the the first eighteen things had to be defensive, but Mac, like your only chance to win that game based on the way you played defense was to get in a shootout, right? And yep. you didn't score until halfway through the third quarter, down thirty yeah. points. We couldn't keep up. Nope. Correct. Couldn't and and I I got one name for you guys. Wayne Dale Robinson out of Kentucky. Look him up. He's if if we're gonna go back to uh, possibly putting like a speedier guy, a guy that can separate, a guy that's shifty in the slot, he looks like a player. Because I listen, I love Jacoby Myers too, but we need to get some speed in that position. And that's all I got for today, guys. I'll yeah. I'll, I'll call back on Thursday and air my grievances. All on right, the thank you. That's I I feel good about what how I've. Put Mac in my mind. I think he was an average NFL quarterback this year. Yeah. He was an average NFL quarterback as a rookie, and you can take that for all the good and the bad that it means. I, you, you can be happy with it. Certainly, last year you'd be happy with average quarterback play. Um, but you know, I, I think he still definitely has strides to make and yeah. improvements, and he's going to need guys around him. But that, that's where I land. And I, the debate going back and forth between he's an average quarterback. Like that's right. I mean, yeah, and, it's hard to pin down. He was also he was also a rookie, right? And that's, an average and that's quarterback a, that's a, as a rookie. Which is good. Which is good. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that he's going to be an above-average veteran quarterback. Right. That's right. So that's why the jury is still out. Because I can give you a laundry list of guys that you would have thought were exactly. in a similar spot after yep. their rookie years. Yeah. Yep. And I did, they're still in that same spot. Right. Like, I did, they haven't regressed. They're the they same guys. They just haven't moved on. Yeah. yeah. I did uh, have solace um, knowing that <laughs> after the game I could go back to – New England and these people would have to stay in Buffalo. Like, what a what a miserable. On the one day the sun comes out, it's four degrees. It's just a miserable place. I also thought it was funny. Like a lot of people, well, Peter King was trumpeting that game as being the possible Monday night game, and then if in fact it were played on Monday night, there was a blizzard. Right. Just did, uh, just an awful awful place. Did you see any of the pics of Ryan Fitzpatrick there? He went as a fan. I saw was that like shirtless. Yeah, and that, that was that red really light. him. Yeah, red light. Are you that red I just light? thought that was like a Photoshop no, thing, or someone who yeah, kind of yeah, yeah, looked yeah. like him. Yeah. That was really that was Ryan really him? That was him. He's yeah. nuts. That awesome. He is nuts. I thought it was so cool. Yeah. yeah, bunch of pictures of him, shirt off, and wow. Yeah, what a guy. <laughs> so well, that's one of the seventeen teams he's played for. Right? I know, so. right? Right. Let's go to Nolan in New York. Hey, Nolan. Hey, fellas, how you doing? Good. Good. Yeah. Uh, so I've emailed in a few times. This is my first time calling. And, uh, Fred, you were right. 
Uh, you guys are the therapist, and I'm the client laying on the couch right now. So <laughs> I've had a lot of thoughts since Saturday night. Um, first, I want to say that I am also a diehard Michigan football fan for college. And what I saw on Saturday was the equivalent, as far as the difference in speed, power, pure talent, all that was the exact same as what I saw in Georgia versus Michigan in the the semifinals. That's what it looked like. Um, That's 25-star recruits versus three. That's what it looked like. Um, It did. I know this, this point has been beaten to death since Saturday, but I think this defense needs torn down. Uh, McCourty, love him. He's got to go. Hightower, love him. Got to go. Van Noy, Collins, these boogeyman leftovers. Like, I don't want to see that again. I think we need to adapt. I think we need to change everything up, Um, get younger, get faster, as that that point has been made. Um, I'm okay with re-signing J.C. because I don't see anybody else better out there. Um, But And really, the league is going to pass this team by. And not even just the league, but the division. Um, I get it. It's still the Bills. We want Buffalo. They suck. Josh Allen's garbage. Well, they run the division, as uh, I heard on one of Paul's shows uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did I use that right? <laughs> but uh, from the outside, like I, I totally think that that Bill is the goat. I think he's the greatest coach of all time. But outside of Foxborough, you're going to just see people say, look at his record without Tom Brady, and you're going to see what Tom's doing in Tampa and say, really, how great is he? Um, I think this is the greatest challenge of his career. I think this is where he either adapts or dies off and we get left in the dust. Um, it's it's not just outside of Foxborough they're saying that, by the way. There's, there's oh, yeah, yeah, plenty I of it inside. Yeah. Yeah. Plenty of fans are um, asking that question. But I, I agree with you. I think it is a, a huge challenge ahead. And yeah. I think that he is put a, I think there's a lot of self-imposed pressure um, with keep, you know, A, for the record that, he, that he's chasing, and B, to keep up with Brady. And I think, you know, you, you'd like to be able to step back and just say, well, just go about trying to get your team back in title contention. But I, I do think those external factors are playing a role. Yeah, and it, and it looks right. like the Bucks are going to keep it – Get at least back to the NFC Championship, right? I don't know I about that. I, I, I don't know about. I don't think that's a guarantee. That's a tough game on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. yeah but it's in Tampa. You know, it, it's yeah, Tampa will be yeah. favored. Although the Rams do, they have played well against the Buccaneers. Tampa will be favored yeah. in that game. No yeah, doubt. yeah. But they're that, at home. That will not be an I, easy I, game. Yeah. No, I think all the games this weekend are going to be phenomenal. Better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nolan, that was a good call. Thank you, um, Chris with a T I A N. What's up, Christian? Well, you know, this is definitely therapy. Um, you know, and it, I, the very first PFW uh, in progress I listened to was the first show after the loss to Indianapolis in the championship game in 2007, the 2016. Yeah, wow. six. Um, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. So that and that, you know, because I didn't. Now that was any therapy. Talk any radio or, Oh yeah, you that had was therapy. You had them. Yeah, had them, and we let them out the hook. Um, right? How's the whole team got the flu? Right. Mm. I, uh, you know, a loss like this is really jarring, and it, and it just it shakes the whole foundation of, of 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 the team. And they're apparently a lot closer to the number seven seed than they are to the number one seed right now. And we're going to talk about rebuilding this uh, team throughout the whole off season. But I wanted to get your thoughts on this quick, and, and this is sort of what I think. 
last year was a perfect storm for you. You had a, an abundance of cap space. You had a, an abundance of available players that fit the needs that you had, and you went out and you spent the money. And then you had a draft that were, was five quarterbacks deep, and you got a quarterback. Now you don't have anywhere near the amount of cap space, and you can make the argument that your needs are bigger, particularly on the defensive side of the ball, after everything that happened, really everything that happened on Saturday, but it's actually really everything that happened in the last month of the season. And my question for you is, this I, I don't see this as a one-year fix. Like, this is going to take, like, two to three years to rebuild this defense. Yep. And yeah. it's going to have to come through the draft. And the my biggest fear is that Bill Call can't do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I hear you, you know. But it, it's – it. You know, Paul was whispering, but I heard him. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the offense. Yeah, you, you know, if Dante Skarnecchia recognizes that your quarterback needs that guy, that binky, he's right. he's talking from experience. Like, he, you I know, know what the numbers are. He knows. I know, I know what the numbers he say that the Patriots and the Bills are defensively. Okay, but what do you – honest to God, don't try to sugarcoat it because we just got pasted. But what do you really think of the Bills' defense? Average. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. I couldn't Solid. agree more. I think it's a perfect explanation. Solid. Good experience. Especially, play together. Especially know with, what they're doing, with Trey White. Hard. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, yep. I think yeah. with Trey White in, they have the ability to maybe get a little bit more aggressive up front, knowing that the coverage is yeah. there. But I, I think, think they're secondary. I think good. it's an average yeah. defense yeah. that has made the Patriots' offense look really bad. Yeah. Really bad. Yeah. It, we're easy to yeah. defend right yes. now. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt about it. And, you know, uh, Pat brought up a great point about uh, – um, oh man, uh, Jacoby Myers, you know, and and Fred, this just gets back to your point about not having the Welker, the Amendola, the James White, the go-to guy. Um, yeah, and Mac needs the go-to guy. Uh, but Paul, you mentioned in the post-game show about the linebackers, uh, and you'd be, you know, talking about people had called about drafting linebackers, and you kind of said, well, they've already done that for the past like three years. Yeah, and yeah. you've got guys here. And you mentioned off the top, you know, Perkins, Jennings, Uche, Winovich. Where are these guys? And Jennings, I know, was hurt. And McGrone is another one. That's five linebackers in the top, what, three rounds in the last three years? Well, we knew McGrone when they drafted him. He was not going to play. No, no, I know that. I know that. I'm saying, like, it's hard to just say, well, they're going to go out and draft a linebacker in the first round. I I think it's it's a philosophy problem. And I've said this for a long time now. All of those right. athletic linebackers that run around like you said that you know you're looking for a missile, Fred. Yeah, he's they don't they missile. don't draft yeah. those guys. Yeah, they, I think Bill thinks they're too small. I think you it's need at least one. Now. Yeah. Now here's the problem with being you know the fear of being too small should mean that you're really stout against the run, and they're not. Yeah. yeah. Not that either. Right. Yep. It'll be a long off season. I'm glad you guys are here. Thanks. All right. <laughs> hey, happy birthday there, handsome. Yeah. Oh, it's his birthday today? Yesterday. I think it was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, I just, that's what I, I find harder to, to kind of resolve. It's just that you have these veteran linebackers that fit a clear mold, and all these guys they've drafted, they all seem like third down guys. And they, none of them really seem, I mean, Winovich, you would think, I mean, inactive in that game. This will be now where, like, you, in a perfect world, you'd be saying, yeah, we got to move on from from these older guys. But Vunovic is starting to come on in his fourth year. He's right. going to be See, ready think, to take I a think role. This, uh, He's not even close. I think there's like a um, 
like a skill set with Winovich that is kind of what I'm looking for. I just don't think he's right good enough at it because he's because they're kind of and I, mean, I think Luce, he's a little they're, win- they're athletic and guys. I think he's like, a little undisciplined a little and I think that's sure. what bugs Bill. But I, I just look around the league at some of these guys and you know we know all the you know the Devin Whites of the world and Levante Davids, Devin Bush, Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray. I mean, there's a million of them. Yeah. There's a million of them, really. That that's the linebacker that the league is gravitating toward now, everywhere but here. And I, I told you, I watched that, that the college football playoffs, and the kid from Georgia is another one. Uh, it's uh, Nicobe Dean, I think is yep. his name. Yeah. Um, and he's, you know. Six feet, 220. Six foot, 225. I, I, unless Bill changes his mind, cross him off the list. Now, he's going to be a high draft pick anyway, but cross him off the list because Bill's not interested in a guy that small. And I look at it as saying, yeah, okay, you could probably run at this guy. You could probably line up a guard. And take him out. Okay. What's the difference between what's happening now? Like, a team that doesn't even want to run the football did that to you Saturday night. Yeah. They just lined up and ran it right down your throat when they wanted to. And if you look at Singletary, we had a really good game. Yeah. And if you look at all the teams that are still alive, I think maybe except for the 49, don't they all have pretty dangerous offenses? You know? Well, yeah. Yeah, since yeah. Gotta, yeah. I mean, it, it's the age-old thing. I know everybody's like, oh, you know, defense win. defense beats offense every time, except for, like, in the last 10 years mm-hmm. in the NFL. Well, yeah. Like, there are exceptions always. Yeah. There's no absolutes, but Kansas City. Yep. Buffalo. Buffalo. Green Bay. Cincinnati. 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 Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah. Tampa. Yeah. The Rams. They all have really good offenses. Yeah. They all have really good offenses. Now, probably now, the, maybe the team with the best defense of those teams might be the one. Yeah, or just the one that know, makes the clutch interception it. at yeah. the right, the, yeah. the big play at the right time. Right, yeah. and, and again, you know, like San Francisco, like Fred Warner, another one of those mm. linebackers. Yep. You know, just these guys just, just run around and make plays. They might not be, like, they might not have been able to play 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. But nowadays, I think Juwan Bentley – Juwan Bentley's a, a, a nice player. I, like, I don't think he's a stiff. I just think that he's more like Brandon Spikes. Yeah, yeah. From a, you know, from a yep. day gone by. Mm. I, I think he's an interesting one to, to monitor for free agency because I think if they let him go, it maybe signals, all right, we're going to get away from that. If they lock him up, and which I think they probably could and maybe should. But they re-signed Raekwon McMillan. He's 25. Like, that's, like, to me, that's all I – like, yeah. again, to Fred, watch what they do. Mm. They re-signed another – like bigger, slower linebacker, coming off a torn ACL. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm on. I was under the impression he wasn't exactly that. You know. Okay. I mean, maybe you're right. I don't know. That, I mean, for whatever reason, but I just think Bentley's a touchstone because you're going to lose a lot of leadership probably. And I mean, he is one guy that I think he's still only 25, 26. So you know, it's it's just each each one of these decisions I think will be interesting over the course of the offseason because it'll tell you what direction they're heading to. And it's also just in comparison to this last game when you literally did nothing on defense. You did nothing. Mm. It, it's, it's hard <laughs> to make comparisons because everything would be better than nothing, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't know what direction they're going to go. But I do think, like, when I first started blogging Patriots, like, the thing that interested me most was how Bill was going to rebuild the defense the first time. So in that regard, I am, I am interested in this offseason to see how they do it schematically do they move on from the veterans actively do they try to balance it do they try to all right let's keep van noy around let's re-sign bentley but let's really try to integrate 
McGrone or you know Jennings, they're going to come into these roles. You know, how do they do it? Is it a total teardown or is it kind of half in, half out? I just worry that it's like for Bill. Yeah, yeah, no, I'll I'll take the exceptional athlete. Yeah, yet Lawrence Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Right, know, the generational who's, athlete. How who's, you know, who's, yeah. who's right. like 6'3 yeah. and 260, but runs like that, like, you know, like a Dallas Thomas was supposed to be. You right. know, like this unbelievable specimen who does it all. Like, and how do you like feel? The perfect players don't exist. How, how do you feel about um, Tom Brady? <laughs> how do you feel about Judon next year? I, like going into the year, I, this was I, something I was I, thinking about. Judon and Jackson are the guys on, on, on my on my second, second on my hour. second, second hour. hour. Like, right, like, right, I don't right. know if we said it off here. Yeah. But I am very I, very. I want to hear that Judon was hurt. I am very worried about Judon. Not not. I just want to hear that he was hurt because that would explain things because his production fell off the cliff. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, it's one of those things. Period. After each word, he became it, a package. It, it, fell, it fell off the you, cliff. You got to get out of that. Yes, yeah. just not. Just, yeah. what are we doing? But but I, I want to hear that there was some answer to why his production fell off the cliff. And it, if it can't be that other teams were paying more attention to him because good players find a way. Um, so I, I want to hear that he was injured. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? To have an excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Todd's in North Carolina. Hey, Todd. Hey, guys. Uh, my concern is, yeah, that the team, I think uh, – I'm not sure which. I think it might have been Deuce. You guys basically said they came out, they looked flat. Came out, you looked at Buffalo, they were bouncing around, they were ready to go, and our team had no motivation. So I'm not sure how much you're really worried about, you know, defensive captains and such. Because I think what you need is we need leadership from the coaching down. And I, I don't think I don't think Bill had the tools to coach his style. But then again, you still you have to adapt to what you have, and that's what he's known for. And he didn't. He didn't. He really didn't that game. It looked horrible. But like you guys said, the stars were our PAT blocks, and that's pretty horrible, right? Yep. All right. Todd, thanks for the call. Um, short and sweet. Mike's in Florida. What's up, Mike? Mike. Yo, hello. Hey, Mike. Hey, yeah, sorry about that, man. I didn't hear you say Mike from Florida. Uh, yeah, man, I just wanted to ask you guys, at what point is the standard the standard? What point do we start to say that? Because I remember calling back in 2019 at the end of that year, and there were some people questioning whether or not Brady still could play. Maybe he's done. And obviously he didn't have a lot of talent around him. But I, like I said, I remember calling you guys and saying, you know what, I hope he leaves because Belichick isn't giving this guy help. And I think Brady is still Brady. He can still be the GOAT. As a matter of fact, he doesn't need the quote-unquote greatest coach of all time, the genius and all that. You give Brady a competent coach and weapons, He'll still be Brady. The standard is a standard. What did he do the next year? He showed that. He still he went out and won a Super Bowl. Yeah, he had talent around him and all of that. But he showed, listen, I'm still Brady. I can still do my thing, and he's still showing that. Now, this week, obviously, he has a huge test. A lot of his players are hurt. I think, I don't know if he'll win, but if he does win, again, he's still showing that. Look, I have lesser talent, but I can still elevate the guys around me to live up to that standard. Because yeah, he's missing a lot of those weapons now, day. finally. He's <laughs> down to, like, Mike Evans. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, he said, obviously, he has weapons still. But my point is, at what point do we start to say, okay, Belichick, the standard is the standard. When Brady was here, you won a lot. Yeah, you had great defensive schemes. Yeah, you contributed this and that. But how many times did Brady carry a subpar or paper champion defense to a title game, to a Super Bowl, to at least a playoff victory? How many times did he do that? Belichick didn't have to carry Brady. 
a lot of those times Brady had to carry those subpar defenses. And now that he's gone, it's only been two years, true enough. Last year, if you want to dismiss that, Cam and COVID, all that, okay, whatever. This year, this team, the least of defense, I ain't even going to talk about the offense. The defense looked just like it did in 2019. There was a few games here and there. Was, oh, yeah, we're great. Oh, the boogeyman. Oh, did he really say that? Ah, ha, ha, ha. Then when it was time to do something in the postseason, nothing. The same thing towards the latter half of this year. And then a game we just saw on Saturday, man. Those guys were frauds. And I think Mike uh, hit the nail on the head uh, in the postgame show. He said, well, we just saw. How can you not question everything that you saw this entire year? How can you not bring in the question whether or not this team has been a fraudulent team all year? And then Paul started saying, well, yeah, you know, when you played Cleveland, a lot of people were hurt. When you played Atlanta, you know, this and that, and you gave examples. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? How can you not do that? I mean, it's just frustrating. <laughs> we're saying it at the so, time. So, so, so Mike gets very wound so up. So to sum it up, Mike, are you, are you questioning the players or the coaching? Are you saying that it's – I'll be clear. I'm questioning, and I apologize if I wasn't because I'm frustrated, so I might have went on no, the right. Let it out. <laughs> yeah. I'm questioning the coaching with Belichick, and I'm wondering at what point do you guys get to that point, too, and say, you know what, Brady isn't gone, uh, Belichick, like the previous callers just said. You have to prove yourself in yeah. this post-Brady era. If you're the greatest coach of all time, just like Brady showed, the standard is the standard. You have to be able to do that, too. You can't get embarrassed in the playoffs, and you're the greatest coach of all time defensively. Yeah. No, man. Get it, out of here. I, I hear you. And, 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 I hear you. And, and like in 19, Mike, you were saying, you know, Brady can't – he needs some weapons, you know, and all that. I'm going to say the same thing about Bill. He needs help. He needs assistants that are going to help him. He can't do it all on his own. Um you know, so I think that's something that Bill's going to have to evaluate is, you know, who are the people that are helping me make this team go? You know? Yeah. I mean, a lot right. of turnover in the last few years. And, I mean, you, you felt good about these guys, you know, this coaching staff. Thanks, it felt Mike. like they were maybe making some progress. But, I mean, the special teams mistakes throughout the year. Yeah. The, the, the defense's inability to do anything after you saw the same thing for four weeks ago. I mean, that that to me is it, – it is. It's an indictment of, of the staff and getting guys ready and how motivated are they. There was no real progression. There was no adjustment. It didn't really seem like guys were buying in at the end. And All right. So it, we're going to talk about that after the break. We talked a lot about the team and the games and the players and the games they've played. Talk about the coaching and all that stuff a little bit more when we get back from the break. At Patriot Place – stores, restaurants, and entertainment venues are excited for you to enjoy everything we have to offer. Make new memories with family and friends at our designated outdoor refreshment areas where you can enjoy food and alcoholic beverages from all of our Patriot Place restaurants. Download the Patriot Place Advantage app where you can earn points on every visit and redeem exclusive rewards and offers. Everyone here at Patriot Place looks forward to seeing you. We deliver jerseys, funny foam fingers, and everything you need for the game. But what you really get is so much more. FedEx delivery. Game day spirit. What we deliver by delivering. Some people are never content with simply being good. Not when they can be great. But it takes a big step to get there. In fact, it takes a leap of faith. A belief in what you're striving toward. And a willingness to make the commitment day in and day out to something bigger than yourself. 
Putnam is proud to partner with those who share their own commitment to performance excellence. This is Matt Light for Putnam Investments, a world of investing. We are patriots, and our standards are a little different. We don't just carry the hopes of a city, but the hopes of an entire region. For us, no uphill battle is ever too high to climb. And our favorite ring is the next one. Our job isn't done until the final down is played. And everyone knows we gave it our all. We the fans march forward with the power to do what it takes. Just like we've done time and time again. We are the home field advantage. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the New England Patriots and stand with them as they defy the odds. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. How did Verizon build the fastest 5G in the world? We started by building it right with 5G Ultra Wideband. Then we gave it massive capacity and near zero lag. And it's not just fast, it's 25 times faster than today's 4G networks. This is 5G built right from the network more people rely on, only on Verizon. 5G ultra-wideband available only in parts of select cities. Global claim based on open signal independent analysis. 25 times analysis by Ookla's speed test intelligence data Q2 2020. In sports, if you think joy only happens after you win, think again. Look at the world's most successful athletes like Serena Williams, Brooks Kepka, and Alex Morgan. They don't spend all their days grinding away. They take time to enjoy themselves, like getting together with friends over a Michelob Ultra, because they know that happiness is the key to winning and that joy is the whole game, not just the end game. Michelob Ultra, 95 calories, 2.6 grams of carbs. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. AB Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. There's no season better than football season. And there's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings, the official daily fantasy sports partner of the New England Patriots. To add to the thrill, DraftKings has millions of dollars in prizes up for grabs every week. So head to the app now and check it out. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy football is easy to play. Just pick nine players, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for yards, touchdowns, receptions, and so much more. There's no better way to put your football knowledge to the test than to compete for a shot at $1 million in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week. That's promo code PATS to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes every week, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Want to get into the game? Get coached up at Dean College. Equipped with exclusive academic partnerships featuring the Patriots, Revolution, Providence Bruins, Summer Baseball, and more, our classrooms are set up for success by learning directly from the pros. Dean College has programs in communications, sports management, business, and marketing with unprecedented hands-on experiences. Our students take what they learn in the classroom and put it right to work in the marketplace. At Dean College, our students don't just play games, we run them. Visit us at dean.edu. Knox, who brings it down for a Buffalo touchdown. Top for touchdown. Dawson Knox, and now the signal. Touchdown, Buffalo. To the five, to the end zone. Sanders open in the end zone. Touchdown, Buffalo. Throw down the middle. Snag by Davis. Touchdown, Buffalo. He's going to throw it to the tackle. Open. 
Big boy touchdown. The Bills humiliating the Patriots. Drops back. He bounces on his feet. He looks left. He's left in the pocket. He starts to run left. He gets outside Judah. Scrambles past the 40. Galloping 35-30. Into New England territory. Chased by McCourty. Second and goal from the eight. Allen takes the step. Drops back. Looks left. Now starts to roll to his right. He pulls up. He pumps. He's contained and now continues the rolling right. Gets to the sideline. Tosses that ball to the back of the end zone. It's caught by Knox. Who brings it down for a Buffalo touchdown. Flip back. He takes a shotgun snap. A four-man rush to the pump. A throw long down the left side on the stop and go. For Aguilar. And it's intercepted. What? Picked off. Micah Hyde has it. A play fake to Singletary. A rope closing down the middle of the end zone. Caught for touchdown. Dawson Knox caught the first. Just caught another for Buffalo to expand the lead. Snap to Allen. Give to Singletary. Runs it left. Dives to the goal line. He stretches the football. Seemingly across. And now the signal. Touchdown, Buffalo. It's a non-competitive lead. Non-competitive drive to the defensive front. Allen with a give to Singletary, runs oh. it right, bounces it outside of the 10, to the Stunned 5, to the end zone. The Second touchdown of the night for Devin Singletary. Start and the, the Bills buses. are pouring it on the Patriots night, night. here on the opening half. Matt Jones on a fourth down and five, stands in the gun. Two by two set, he takes the snap, he stands and he throws a long ball to the right, back shoulder, and it's caught at the 25-yard line by Jacoby Myers. Jones drops back, looks left, throws it underneath, ball tip, intercepted by Wallace. It was tipped up front by Milano, who cut in front of Hunter Henry. And on the deflection, second takeaway by the Bills this evening. Check and snap back to Allen with a play fake. From the 34, loads up, throws a long oh ball left. God. Sanders open in the end zone, touchdown Buffalo. What's that? Emmanuel Sanders waiting on it. Oh, Joe one. Good God. In the end zone with Josh Allen. Loading up, rifling another touchdown pass, his third of the night. With short motion by Henry from the right, he takes the snap, he drops back, fires it to the right, and that pass is going to be caught by Kendrick Bourne at midfield. Curls inside the 45-40, sprints inside the 35, and he is upended by Boyer, dropped inside the 30. Again, the pass go empty, Jones in the gun, takes the snap. Backs up, looks left, throws it left, wide open Bourne, touchdown Patriots in the back left corner. Play fake to Singletary, throw down the middle, snagged by Davis, touchdown Buffalo. Josh Allen of the Bills into the end zone again. Snap to Jake Bailey, under duress, pumps it away, right footed, left to right, high. Sees the ball bounce, fields inside the 10, oh. runs it to the near side with a stop and go, gets outside to the oh. 20, 25, 30, 35, 40. Mike the high, pulls the football in his right hand on the oh. 45 of New England. He was guy. tripped up by his teammate. He had a teammate trying to block downfield, and Tyrell Dodson on the turf trips up Micah Hyde. Otherwise, he might take it to the house. Play fake by Allen, rolls left, he's gonna throw it to the tackle. Open. Big boy touchdown. The jumbo tight end. The Bills humiliating the Patriots. They are pouring it on. Celebrating now on the corner to our left in the end zone. Bourne in motion from the left. Jones takes the snap. Back in the pocket. Throws it left. Back corner for Bourne. And Kendrick comes down with it. And he's got a touchdown. His second of the night.
Nice route. Mac nice Jones route. to Kendrick Bourne on fourth and goal to go. The Patriots get back on the board. All right. We are back here on Patriots Unfiltered. 855-PATS-500 is the ace ticket hotline. Web radio. Web, I can't speak. Web radio at Patriots.com is the email address. Uh, lots of emails, lots of calls. People need to talk, and I understand that. That's why we're here. Uh, but we are in our off-season schedule now, so we're going to be here Tuesdays and Thursdays through the off-season. Tuesdays and Thursdays, same same bat time, 12 o'clock. Um, and then, of course, as we get closer to the draft, we'll start our draft prospect podcasts and and all that stuff. So, you know, we'll keep pumping out the content. As I told the team this morning, I look at this as Chapter 2. Chapter 1 of this story happened, you know, with the drafting of Mac in, in this year. But, you know, what we're going to do is just a continuation of that story now. Yeah. You know, we're, we're, we are turning the page, but, you know, it's still the same story. Now, what, is, what happens in the second year of the Mac Jones era? Yeah, that was kind of what I, I wrote a little bit on Sunday was just, that, you know, I think for a lot of Patriot fans, you might look at that loss and see it as the end of something Patriots, would, whether it be, you know, some of the veterans, um, you know, or just the Bills really asserting their dominance atop the division. But for guys like Mac, this is the start of something. And this is, you know, the first chapter in their kind of journey. And I mean, certainly Buffalo has laid down the gauntlet for this Patriots team and, and what they have to do. And, and I think that at least that is what I like about the, the, the focus that you have of the Bills, the Dolphins, the teams that kind of beat you. I'm not really worried about beating the Kansas Cities and the Cincinnati's and all those of the world. I think you go in, you focus on the division. What do you need to do to get better? And, and like our callers are saying, I think there's a lot of moves to be made on defense and, and trying to find a new defensive core that can take you, take you to where you and, need you to know, go. And, you know, silver linings. You know, I think it's good for Mac to have a guy who's way ahead of him in the division. Like, I got a long way to go. Yeah. And it's right there. That's – I'm not even You're close to see him. him twice every right. year. You're going to have to play him Buffalo every year. <laughs> I don't look at it that way. <laughs> you know, so I got a lot of work to do. I never thought you know? J.P. Lossman benefited whatsoever from having to chase Brady. <laughs> I, don't think JP L- I don't think J.P. Lossman has what Mac has. But well, I, very similarly drafted. Okay. So well, I, I think that – came in uh, with a similar skill okay. set. All right. So now – my point isn't J.P. Mark Lossman. that. Paul thinks that J.P. Lossman's the same as Mac Jones. Mark I won't argue with that. But, <laughs> but anyway. Well, you didn't think Mac Jones my, was very good. My, so. point wasn't, right, right. my point wasn't J.P. Lossman. My point was I don't think it's beneficial for a young quarterback to have a guy light years ahead of him that he has to chase. I don't think any of the myriad rookie quarterbacks that came into the AFC East benefited at all from having Brady in the division to realize how far they had to go. I don't think that's a good thing. No, but there's that was I, my that was I, my yeah. point. If you're a my good point player, wasn't JP I think it's right. right. But I, I yeah, and I, I I just think there's a clarity of wh- what you need to do and who you need to beat and what it's going to take, and and that clarity is is starts in the division as it always does. Right. All right. Um, I told I said before the break that we were going to you know tackle some of this coaching situation too, and I want to do uh, that. Uh, I w- before I, you do that, real quick, mm-hmm. I just want to set everybody's mind at ease. When Fred mentioned at the top. That as he said to the team this morning, not the he Patriots. meant us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The content, <laughs> right? <laughs> not the team. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, Paul. Yeah, Before anybody has a heart right. attack, thinking that Fred, Fred has the ear. Fred, call, Fred called the team meeting. <laughs> and Mike, Mike, okay. Mac Jones and the boys are listening <laughs> right. to Fred. Yeah. My t- my Dante, Dante, got something. Yeah. Come on in. Come on in. My team, not the team. <laughs> yeah. 
um, yeah, so I do, we do want to talk about coaching, but we have, you know, people calling in, so I don't know what they want to talk about. We'll see. Uh, Rashad's in Baltimore. What's up, Rashad? What's up? What's up? Well, I mean, we could talk about coaching. I, I definitely think co- coaching is an issue because it's like nothing, nothing schematically like changes, and we definitely have to invest in speed. We have to get speed everywhere. I'm very interested in what we're going to do this offseason for defense. Like, defensively, we're not going to have, you know, all the OGs. You know, Slater, he probably gone, you know, high tie with McCordy. So, we, we, like, we're going to, like, we're going to need some talent. And with, I'm thinking with the 21st pick, usually at that spot, people either trade back or something like that. So, this is one of them years where I'm hoping the Patriots actually trade back maybe get some more picks and acquire some more talent. Yeah. See what y'all want. That. Yeah, that, that's a good point. That's a good point. Thanks, Rashad. He wants to trade down? I don't, I don't Quantity. Like, Quantity. Yeah, I don't like the idea of, like, having a pre-existing right. plan. Like, I need to see what's available. I have no idea about this draft at all. I haven't done any. Yeah. yeah. You know, th- there's a couple of the, you know, the exceptional players that when you watch on Saturdays stand out. But I don't know anything about the draft right now. Um, but I don't. I would never go into a draft with the blanket. They, they need to trade down. Yeah, no, you you can't do that because no. you just don't know. Well, they need to trade up. There's with, too many. You know. And Bill tries to tell us there's too many. You know, tell me what every other team's going to do, and then I'll tell you what we're going to do. But you don't know. You know. Speaking of which, we are locked in at 21. Yes, 21st right? overall in the draft. Quite a, quite a few Patriots been selected at that position over the years. Chandler Jones, Vince Wilfork, Chandler, Daniel Graham. Did you just call him Chandler? Chandler. <laughs> I do. That's one of my ticks. Chandler. It's that. He does I do have Chandler a lot of ticks. and Blount. Chandler Blount. It's like a Chandler Blount. Chandler Blount. Blount yeah. makes sense. Chandler does not. Chandler. Chand. Chand. It's too much. Like choo choo. It's 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 the, uh, the, it's the French Canadian in him. He's using the choo choo train. It's not a choo choo train. You know the choo choo train. Chandler Jones. You know very good football. You smoked a ganj. What? You know, you smoked a chronic. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's chronic. Chronic, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, Greg's in Tennessee. What's up, Greg? Hey, how's it going, guys? Good afternoon. Yep. Yo. Um, I think if I uh, speak for all the Patriots fans out there, I know it hurts, but I'm gonna put a bandaid on the on the cut here and give you some good wisdom here. But all I gotta say is, you know, it ain't over. For now it is, and I understand it hurts. Trust me, it hurts. But the way I look at it as we've been spoiled for 20 seasons with Tom Brady, okay? We've been through his ups and downs. We're going to go through that with Mac Jones a lot, and that's okay. But at the same time, I look at it this way. I'm thankful for Mac Jones. I'm thankful for this team. I love this team. And you know what? can't wait to see if we get some wide receivers maybe who knows but like i said this is another rebuild year and that's okay so thank you guys for having me on the show sure thanks, thanks Greg. Greg. thank you yep uh let's go to sean in vancouver hey sean hey PU team so the one bright thing of, of 2020 was the special teams they they played well and and cam acord was the you know that was his first really well coaching he's, uh, I think he's joking well on his own like he was assistant before but that he was there my my point is like people say well you know let's 
just bring back Joe Judge and that should solve it. I don't know. I mean, what's the difference? It was the same players as 2020 as it was in 2021. What, there, it seems like there might be something else going on with special teams. I don't know. They invest a lot in yeah. terms of personnel specifically for special teams. What we saw this year we haven't really seen. This is like the worst we've seen this in a was, long yeah, time. This, this was the worst, this but was I don't the worst. think they've been yeah. anywhere near as good as they traditionally are for a while now. Yeah. yeah. But they were that really happened. bad. They were really bad this uh, year. They were pretty good coverage in 19. 2020. Or I think the coverage 19? has been leaky. I think they disguised some problems last year when Gunner had the big returns against the Chargers. And, you know, Bailey, I don't think, was as good as he's been. Even that, no. you know? Right. He he had a drop-off. Right. And, and he, a, he also had point. an injury early on in this year, and I don't know how much of that was a factor in the way he performed. It but, like, be. he clearly, like, wasn't the same player that he had been. Yeah. 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 I feel like is in there the, an answer? Like, Say again? Is there an answer this year for, <coughs> for 2022? Is there something that we can help fix this? Like, we have a lot of money spent on that area. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, and, and and it felt like an anomaly, like in, in season, it felt like, and what's up with the special teams? But now at, at the end, it feels like it was just kind of representative of the whole package yeah. this year. Like yeah. I'll say the block punts, I'll, I'll put that, like you're not going to get that kind of a problem every year where you get three well, punts. three of them. Right? Yeah. You know, yeah. but I agree with Mike. I mean, from the first game to the last game, special teams penalties were a problem yep. pretty much every week. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, can't have that. All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, Sean. Right, and and it'd be one thing if they didn't, you know, have half dozen guys that were clearly just special teams contributors, but they've put such an emphasis I on know, that I know. part of the game that it's stunning. And that's why, like after that game, right now, I'm like, not now, special teams. I'm I, not. I, I yeah. don't have time to worry about you right now. Like, yeah. I'll get to you this summer. I still need yeah. to do <laughs> exhaustive research on that. I want to know how many teams have that many a, players? a similar amount of guys. Like Brandon seems, King. Seems like a lot. That don't play a position. They just play special teams. I don't know. Like, I, I have no idea how many Slaters, Bethels, Cody, Cody Davises there are on other teams. Doesn't it seem like a lot, though? I, I don't. I really don't know. Yeah. I, it, we don't. You know, it, that's a good question. We need to know the facts. We could find that out. Oh, I'm yeah. just saying, what does your gut tell you? Does it seem like a lot? I don't know. I have no idea. I think it seems oh average to me. I don't know. Stepping, stepping away, there are guys that I don't know on other teams that generally go down and cover the punts. Like, I don't know their names from playing defense. Right. I'm so my guess is most teams have about a half dozen of those guys. Shouldn't uh, I'm gonna have do that stat? I'm going to do some crack yeah. research over the next two days. So yeah, but I Thursday, want it right. Ah. I'm going to do, I'm gonna do, some, <laughs> I'm gonna do some research on I'm that. A, I'm gonna do look some. at the snap counts from the season. Look how many guys on each team were solely special teams and, and get a sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. Uh, let's go to uh, Spee in Fresno. What's up, Spee? I think Cam Acord's maybe greatest accomplishment this season is getting in good with Bill, you know, his confidant on the sideline, which I don't think is a good sign, given the way that the... Well, that's a really good point. Should Bill have to spend that much time talking to his special teams coordinator? Did he look annoyed the other night? Was that the other night, or was that the Miami game? Uh, not that they I, were like I walking. Clocked. They were walking like with them. Do you know the play I'm talking about, Fred? Uh, I remember somebody commenting that they were. Acord looked like he was annoyed with Bill walking off the field. Walking right. off the field, maybe right. at the half. I think it was Miami, but oh. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. he's annoyed. He's yeah. Annoyed. yeah. Oh, oh, that that's different. That's yeah, what I was thinking he's mm. that rich. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I am concerned about uh, about Bill still kind of sticking with a guy like that who maybe wasn't that that productive on the stat because Bill's stubborn. And Bill's old, and there's a lot to do, both on offense and defense, in terms of rebuilding. 
I just wonder, I don't really see that there's a realistic timeline for Bill to get back on top, meaning get back to the Super Bowl with everything that needs to be done. Yeah. All right. It seems what like do you a guys, long... Do you guys think there's enough time? Well, you mean before he retires? Yeah, I do. I think I Hang think there up. is. Not, not infinity. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think I think I think in a couple years, yeah, you could be back there. Sure. They, they, oh, really? I mean, so that that means that if that happens, that means Mac made some, I think, some impressive strides, and that's like my other thing that I was wondering about with you guys because Josh Allen, I think that everybody, there's consensus that he was given where he was in his rookie year. Josh Allen, with his accuracy, it's been pretty surprising, pretty impressive how he's improved. And Mac's challenge, by contrast, coming from his rookie year is to not the accuracy so much as the arm strength and the throwing skill set. And I was curious if you guys think that which of those challenges is greater, like uh, what Josh Allen overcame accuracy-wise or what Mac has to overcome with his, his throwing skill set. I'll, I'll take it off. I think Mac's got more I think Mac's come. I mean, yeah. you know, Josh is a, a right. huge athletically gifted rocket arm. I mean, right. it was just getting his head, decision-making, and <laughs> touch. Uh, there's the hardest-working <laughs> member of the team, the Tide Pen. Tide Pen is out. <laughs> yeah, I, I would agree with Mike, and I would just I would just add that I think that the, the improvement that Allen is making in terms of – there's a couple of things. So, I mean, you can certainly improve your mechanics, and I think he's done that. But I don't think he is, like, night and day better in terms of his accuracy than he was. What's better is – his understanding of what he's doing, yeah, and the and the schemes that Brian Dable. That's why I would say for for Buffalo, um, you, you're gonna have to sweat out another off season hoping that Dable doesn't get a head coaching job because I do think that that's an important part of his development. Now maybe you've gotten him to the point where right he can work with somebody he else. he can work with somebody else yeah. and and yeah. yeah he doesn't need to I, have his hand held. Yeah, I still think he's the kind of guy that needs to have his hand held a little bit to stay on the straight and narrow and and remember you know we're not playing rocket ball but. I mean, honestly, if you were asking him to throw like a 15-yard out, I'm not sure how much better he throws it today than he did as a rookie. The the difference is the schemes that he's asked to perform in now, he's much more comfortable doing sure. mm-hmm. than he was as a rookie. And when you know what you're doing and you understand what you're yeah. doing, I think yeah. you play and you, better. He knows defenses better. Yo, he knows yeah, what he's looking it. at. Which, I, you know, which, of course, applies t- to Mac too, but <clears throat> I just don't think Josh Allen was starting from a place of – <laughs> ridiculous physical talent that just is, right. yeah. you know. And I do guys, think yeah. that the the biggest improvement that quarterbacks make is the understanding. You know, the just the way the game operates, the, the, the defense, yeah. and what they're doing, and the adjustments that they make. I think Mac is already sort of ahead of the curve on that. Yeah. So I worry about what he has to how, what he has to improve on. Yeah. The other thing, kind of the intangible that you, you can't say what will happen, but. What if Bills do go all the way this year and they win it? You know, dealing with that type of success, a lot of teams haven't been able to. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that you don't know. You know? Right, but, you know, in terms of the AFC, there are going to be some teams that don't go all the way, and they'll be – I mean, I think that they're they're ahead of you, and that's the, oh, pro- yeah. that's the problem. Sure. I think that's what Spee is talking about. Like, yeah. it'd be a couple of years, you know. Do you it really could be think a while. I, I would think that something would – have to happen to drastically have Buffalo, Kansas City, Cincinnati, you know, those kinds Tennessee. of teams really fall off. Mm. Tennessee, I'm not as sure about because I think they're kind of tenuous, but mm. I also could see the Chargers going, they you know, they could, they, they, yep. they could go yep. one of two ways. The Raiders. Yeah. I think the Raiders, if yep. they can get, a, a, you know, a good coaching staff in, could go w- one of two ways. 
there, there are other teams that I think are dealing with a similar amount or better talent than you have. Mm. That's, that didn't used to be the case in the AFC. Spe- uh, you brought up the Raiders. I just wanted to mention news-wise since the game ended. Um, There's a new, that's, well, new that's one, the, that's new the one, one for Mayo. Yeah, that's the one I was just going to bring up. Yeah. That happened uh, since Saturday's game. Yeah. Uh, the Raiders have asked to interview not only Gerard Mayo for head coach, but Dave Ziegler for their open GM position now According that they've gotten rid of Mayo. Yeah. So, so that's probably legit. So let's, Shefty's usually right. Let's just take a moment to kind of update what we know in terms of rec- – Interview requests. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. I got a Good friend. Raiders are got a Mayo and Elliot Wolf and Mayo also going to the Broncos. I think tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Also the, Mayo I, at Houston, right? Uh, Mayo at Houston. Houston. Yeah. I got my list here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Elliot Wolf has interviewed, I believe, or is going to with the Bears and Vikings. Yes. Uh, Ziegler. Ziegler with the Raiders. With the Raiders. Uh, who did you ask me about? Mayo. Oh, Mayo, yeah. Um, Mayo? Is that another tick? <laughs> <laughs> My God. Cinco de Mayo. Um, B-Flow interviewed with Houston over the weekend. Yeah. No connection there. Yeah. But, yeah, Mayo, the Bears, I believe, was the other one that he was what do you connected think? with. What, what do you think they're asking Mayo about? Yeah. So so who runs the deal? Well, it, yeah. Well, <laughs> well <laughs> I mean, Matt I Patricia got a job after I that. Know, I mean, I, I was going through. One outside. of the emailers wondered, you know, does – this weekend's results affect those guys that are doing interviews. I don't know if it does, but definitely that's a question I ask them. It's like, hey, what happened? Mm. Yeah. What happened down the stretch with the team? Yeah. Now, I, I was making a joke about the Patricia thing. Clearly, he already had the job before the debacle in the Super Bowl against Philadelphia. But yeah, the other thing. What do you do? I mean, you, you're basing it on a game? Yeah. No, the, you, you don't, but you'd, well, you're curious about their explanation. Yeah. The other thing I found interesting was I saw that the. the uh, the tweet about Mayo uh, interviewing with the Raiders, well, one of the tweets was from our, our old pal, uh, the rap, the crap sheet, and he referred to Mayo as the de facto yeah, defensive coordinator. Right. I'm like, people thought that initially, like a year or two ago, when he and Steve were kind of like both rising up, but then it's sort of swayed to people thinking Steve is the Well, I've heard everybody refers yeah. to... Steve is the play caller. The play caller, yeah. right? Bill, from what everything sure. I've heard, Bill is the de facto. That, that sure, that's what I think. Right? Yeah, but none of us know, and that could be Along the problem. Those lines, I saw someone refer to Dave Ziegler as the de facto general manager. <laughs> that's false. Well, we know that's not true. Right? Yeah. Um, Ramon in Tampa, I'm listening to everything you say, and the solution seems obvious. Yet I hear a tremendous amount of hesitation from you. I think we need to overhaul the team, and that means Bill and the coaching staff. I believe it's a disservice to have Bill continue to coach the team for the sole purpose that he won't be around in the intermediate future. Respect and appreciate Bill a lot more than I did yesteryear, but I think we need a sweeping change. If we're going to have growing pains, I'd rather it be with a new regime. So he's calling for Bill to be fired? Everybody. Blow it up. Blow the whole thing up. If you blow up the head coach, you're you're blowing up everything. You know? But, you know, like I said before, I, f- I figured this day was I coming think, at I some think point. Tom Brady's the greatest ever, yet even he needed help, you know. And I think Bill is the greatest ever, and I think he needs help. Yeah. This, and is, I, your, I don't this is your big coaching take, right? No. I yeah. just No, I, I'm being serious. No, but I, I think that he needs to look at the people that are helping him run this team. Well, and, he, and along those lines, here's a serious question, too. Let's assume Mayo gets either the Raiders or the Broncos jobs, yep. the two jobs he's interviewing for. Or Houston. Or Houston, yeah. Yep. Well, if, let's assume he gets one of these openings that's, that's there right now. 
who does he take from this staff? Because yeah. usually when a guy leaves a staff to become a head coach, he generally takes at least one or two or three uh, current uh, colleagues with and he, him. And he doesn't have that type of thing where he has the guys that will come with him because he's never coached before. No, but, yeah. I mean, neither did Brian Flores. And Brian Flores picked from this staff when he went he, to Miami. He managed. Yeah. You're right. So You're I, right. And Bill had to – like, Bill had, like, this farm system like, of, like, Is there someone on the defensive assistance. staff that he'd like to say is the defensive quit, like Covington? Yeah. You know, right. he's been Bring around for, he's like been around four around for a while. years, right? Yeah. 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 You know, maybe he wants to take him as a defensive he coordinator. Take Steve with him. Well, <laughs> well, the way like but you know what that would be the best thing for Steve Belichick be the is best to, thing to be away from Belichick. But no, but yeah, for yeah. both of them to go to yeah. another team and succeed is the yep. best thing that could happen to yep. him. But but would he do it? You right. know, I don't know. Like, to Eric's point, Brian Flores did it with you know Josh Boyer yeah. and Chad O'Shea, O'Shea yeah. and and those guys. And who's the quarterback? Uh, uh, he, uh, I think he took Patrick Graham too, and then they ended up firing Graham right away. Right? George? I don't remember. George no. And no, then no. Graham went to the Giants. Right. Who was with, the, with Joe, Joe Shuplinsky? Jones. Jerry Shuplinsky. Uh, yeah, he yeah, went yeah, to yeah. the. He, went, he ended up going to Miami Fox, first, right? and then he went to the Giants, to the and he. But that's I'm, I'm just saying, like Bill's staff could be even thinner at the end of this process if Mayo gets one of these jobs and takes a few of these people. Like, like yeah, like you named a couple of those guys. Now what does he do? Because a lot of those guys who are on the staff now were long-time right. coaching That's assistants. Or, in, you know, yeah. they worked their they way up. They weren't going anywhere. Who's, who's in line there now? Like Not going anywhere. Billy Yates, Vinny Sonsiri, like guys, like guys like that who are yeah, – I, I mean, mean they're, they're on the staff currently, but, like, who fills in those roles? Well, you might have to look I mean, outside. There's what eight open coaching vacancies right now, or how many o- open coaching vacancies? Uh, that Chicago, means wh- Denver, whatever that number is. That three, means four, everybody five, on, six, on those staffs are pluckable. Seven, yeah. eight. You know, they're all hanging, dangling in the wind yeah, until eight. the next coach. So every every member of those staffs that have open. Uh, head coach and vacancies right. are there for the taking. That's a quarter yeah. of the league. Yeah, there's a lot of guys out there. Yeah. It's like every yeah. every year you get halfway through, three quarters of the way through, and everybody's like, "Not going to be as many openings this year." I mean, what? There always are. It always ends up being between six and eight. Yep. Right. And you know, now as a first year head coach, can you say no to an offer? I don't think you can. I think you got to take whatever's offered to you just to get your foot in the door. And let's say he goes down to Houston, right? So he's going to have Casario helping him out, and I'm sure he trusts Casario, and I'm sure Casario will have input into the, hey, why don't you bring this guy in? Why don't you bring that guy in? So he'll have help bring recruiting uh, yeah. down there. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's – It'd be interesting if, if Mayo or Flores, you know, either one of those pa- – I, I consider those yeah. two Patriots Me guys. Too. That's why. Yeah. If they could get Deshaun Watson to play. Like, right. Everybody looks like, why would you take the Houston job? Like, well, maybe they have some right. information. Maybe I have a quarter, but yeah. And with all the talk about Watson wanting to go to Miami, that was when Flores was coaching there. Right. Now that he's not there, does and he still want to so go to Miami? so many conflicting reports about that. Like, Flores wanted right. him. Yeah. Which is part of the rift. But and that was part of the rift that Stephen Ross thought it was unfair the way he was leaving Tua. Out. Yeah. And now people are saying, no, in fact, it was Ross that wanted him. And well, what, what, what about this scenario? Flores goes to Houston and he says to Ron Mayo, "You're my de facto. You're my guy. You're my defensive coordinator. Nobody else. You come here. You'll have the title yourself, and maybe Gerard, in lieu of 
you know, actually getting an offer for a head coach takes that. Right. And, I, I and, would think he would wait to find out if he's going to be a head coach, no? And, oh, yeah, but once he finds out he's not. If he, he's not, then, yeah, yeah I yeah. can see if that. He yeah. goes for, you know, if he goes for a promotion, too, right, isn't that the new rule there with compensatory? Right, because yeah, yeah. he doesn't have yeah. the title. That would he be doesn't a promotion. Have a title. It, right. So it has to be, like, but it's even if he goes from where he is now to a defensive coordinator, that would qualify? It doesn't have to be a head coach? I don't think I so. I believe it's Because I know, promotion. like, the head coach, like David Culley got the, the Ravens a couple of, compensatory third round picks which i don't really understand that rule but yeah whatever they just love to hand out these compensatory draft picks for nothing yeah i don't get it uh juan writes in uh he's from stratford just had a dream scenario to (laughs) run by your crew i really like what i saw from b flow as a head coach down in miami what are your thoughts on a scenario where bill steps back solely as gm and b flow takes on the head coaching job i'd love to hear your opinion i don't see it would you that. want to do that if you were Brian Flores? No. 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 And no Bill was, wasn't Bill asked the same reason Bill didn't want to Sunday? do it at the Jets. Yeah. Wh- whether he was coming back yeah. to coach and he was like, I would yeah. say that's accurate. Yeah. What? Bill was, was asked flat back. out on Sunday if he was coming back oh, to yeah. coach. Yeah. yeah. So nobody asked of this team, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the assumption. I it? do, too, but nobody said those words. What if nobody leaves? Do you need to make some changes? Do you have to make some additions? Uh, you know, I mean, I, I know that this has been a little bit of a process in terms of filling in some of the gaps that were taken, you know, like what you said, when Flores left, took a lot of longtime assistants, guys who had stability. Ivan Fears possibly could retire this year as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I just think of how it ended. I'm really not attached to this coaching staff as, well, as a whole. And so I, I think something needs to happen. Well, and everybody says Joe but, Judge, you know, you just plug him back in. Like, you know, A, does he want to just be a special teams coordinator? Right. And just go right back the best to where he, can, he was. Is that the best he can do? And B. Might be. What I, you know, I, I don't, and I don't know the details of this, but what is he getting paid from the Giants? And what does he potentially sacrifice? I heard he's yeah. getting, he's, yeah, right. So. I think he's getting $10 million for the next two or three years from the Giants. Wow. Hey, so my guess and, is and, if he takes uh, or, a job, that's right. going to be off the t- I don't know if he has offset. Right. I don't know. Right. I don't know what the contract calls Right, for. But most of these contracts, if you take another job, we don't, ha- or we don't, we don't have, have to pay, pay all of it or yeah. we'll only pay the difference. Yeah. You know, that's what the whole Belima thing. But, but I even think that they've sort of tied up some of those loose ends that you can't do that anymore yeah like if you want to get if you, you take another job yeah you forfeit your salary you're done right yeah be hard to pass up 10 million for the right, next right. well i mean but that's yeah like that's why i wonder what matt how maddie p's working it because he's got like the cush job and just kind right. of the conciliere and and that's yeah, but and they i might think that's him. why he doesn't have a, a title keeps on the staff <laughs> yeah. he's like an advisor yeah. um but back to your question like what do you do <clears throat> I, I i do think you have to shore up this whole defensive coordinator thing absolutely i i don't want bill being the defensive coordinator i don't i want him to be i want him to be (laughs) able to like pick and choose what he's doing on a daily basis and where he wants to focus his attention you know so i need i think i i want a you know uh experienced defensive coordinator to take that of course bill's going to have input but that but spread that input over everything and so that he doesn't, during the game, have to turn his back on the offense and, and speak to the defense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a tough position because what do you – I mean, you know, it's just uh, to throw out like a Dean Pease type guy. You come in, you make him D.C., and you tell Steve and Gerard that they're still the linebackers coaches. I, and, you know, I just I, – how does it – how does he do it? How would he make the move 
you know, to kind of demote those guys or, yeah. or promote them if he, you and, know, if he so chose. And how how dif- how much more difficult does it make it that they're related to the head coach? It, it does yeah, make I mean, it difficult. Like, yeah. Does he demote his own son? Does like how does how does that work? Shaughnessy territory, right? <laughs> that's what he wrote about. That's is that what he wrote so about? Like, it's a very yeah, fair yeah, column. No, it is. It is. Did you I read mean, it? I did read it, but it's a, like, it's a very fair column. Like he's not saying that that this is. This problem exists, and it's A, B, and C. He's yeah. saying what what it's a difficult I know. yes, what a yeah. difficult position it is to to be in. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I think I said it on the post. It's hard game, to so. I mean, it's it's you know, it's it's really hard, especially when it ended like it did. And, which and, is and, just and, so of, bad. and of course, the, the the tough Boston media who you know has to rail against every, all things Shaughnessy because he's the only one with a backbone that's left. Um, they all quote all, they they all cite all the stats of the defense of the last three years. I think it's worked out okay. I'm like, oh, okay. That that look because that because <laughs> that, okay? like, that looked you like the second talk. that oh looked like God. the second ranked defense know, in the NFL. I know. The other I know. Day. That's you want to talk about cognitive dissonance with fans. Like this is like th- there's no there's no more extreme example than this defense. If which you can't figure out that what happened Saturday is closer to reality than number two in the league, yeah, I can't help you. I can't help you. In second, because what happened Saturday is basically what happens when they play a team that has an offense. Yeah. Uh, Sebastian in Germany writes in, in a short sideline video of the mic'd up Harris, it sounded like he had a goodbye hug with running back coach Ivan Fears. You think that was Ivan's last season, and what do you think will be the impact of him leaving? It could be. Um, We're hearing. Anytime you get a guy that's been around that long, I think any year could be the last year. Yeah, and and they did have an assistant running backs coach, wasn't it? Vinny Sonseri. Vinny Sonseri, yep. So. I mean, you can't just automatically assume they plug had him Troy in, with him last year too. I mean, right. they had some guys get some experience there. They've been, I think, kind of preparing for this eventuality. But uh, some certainly some questions though, and he's just such a. I mean, talk about a bummer just not having him around. I mean, he was always whenever the coaches uh, like quote machine gotta watch I- Ivan. I mean, that was always one yep. of the first ones I'd hop into just to hear what he had to say. Always honest and full of stories. And, and the good yeah. thing is, if yeah. you missed it the first time, you always repeated it. <laughs> Yep, two times. Eight five five Pats five hundred. Let's get back to some of these phone callers who are holding on. Alex Callers. is in Chicago. What's up, Alex? Hey guys, how's it going? Good. What up? Uh, so I I didn't get a chance to listen to the the post game. I didn't. I couldn't listen to the first half of the podcast. So I'm probably gonna say some things people have already said, but I kind of just want to get it off my chest. Um, so I, I've, I'm 25. I've been a Patriots fan since. 2008, so I'm pretty new. I'm one of the newer fans. Um, I've never seen us ever play a game where it just looked like we quit. I mean, that Chiefs game was bad. The Jets divisional game was pretty bad. Um, there was the, that Ravens game in the late 2000s, but this was the first time I felt like we weren't there. And you can talk, I mean, we could talk all we want about the Bills' talent. They have the better quarterback, yes, but it was shocking to me how sort of apathetic and just how the players just didn't care. And call me a conspiracy theorist, but I think Bill lost the team at some point towards the end of the season. I don't know if it was the bye week. I don't know if it was somewhere around the Colts game. But there was a clear lack of effort, a lack of discipline, and just the lack of focus that I felt like this team was playing with to end the year. And I just wanted to ask you guys if you felt the same way. I mean, not nothing to do with X's and O's, just the pure... Yep. How it looked on the field yes. from yeah. like an emotional perspective. I mean, I, That's all I got. Thanks, I, guys. Okay, I can. You know, I, I, I know Paul's going to poo-poo me, but if I, if oh, I, Mike is with you. If I had evidence, if I had reason to say, yeah, I think Bill did lose him, I would say it. I, I don't 
see where that is. I, I, just from from the young guys to the old guys, everybody talked the right talk. I didn't get any sense of, yeah, you know, I'm not, you know, we're getting the wrong messages here. I, I didn't get a sense of that. Yeah. Like if if anything, I got a sense that it was a good locker room. You know? Yeah, I I don't know that, I, and yeah. we we talked about the locker room yeah, about five or six weeks ago. Yeah, we don't get and to I, see it, yeah. and I don't know. I still don't know. Yeah. I, I you know, but like Mike, I, I think Mike felt like there was you know a lack of sort of intensity or yeah, focus. I thought focus, focus. is a good way to put it too. It's just they didn't look in, in, engaged in yeah. the games. I, my personal feeling is I I mean and I know Adrian Phillips talked about the you know something happened after the bye. And we have to identify that. That's something we got to figure out. Um, I think the only thing that changed after the bye was the caliber of competition. And, and I will stand by that until I see something proven otherwise. I just thought of something that might point to... You don't have to, to raise your hand. You <laughs> can just <laughs> let it out. I just thought of something that might point, might point to what Alex was saying. McCourty and maybe a couple other uh, defensive guys talked about not getting the right calls. We had the wrong call. We had, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. he said that, I think, in the first Bills game. After the Dallas game, you said it, too. Yeah. So maybe, maybe well, that's that. something. There was there. also, we brought up last week about Van Noy was on somebody's podcast, uh, Chris Long, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And talking about Judon. Yeah. And, you know, how he gets, uh, I don't know why he gets to go running around right. free. Okay. Like all that stuff. There's you another know. one. That's a couple of, and then there was one other example that came a few weeks ago, and now I can't remember. Somebody said something in a press conference. That kind of gave us a. And again, and just forgot. because we have some of those examples doesn't make that a bad locker room. No. I don't. I don't no, know that. I'm not trying to say it that. I'm not but no. But I'm just honestly I thought, trying to think of. Indicators. I thought a few weeks yeah. ago when Slater said we have to dig in and do X Y Z cliches, we'll see which way we go. Mm-hmm. Like I thought that was telling. I that that's yeah. not generally oh, how that's they the talk one. about. That's the w- that's the one. That's not yes. generally how the they talk yeah. about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. looking look in the mirror. We have we have choices, and one choice could be to let it. One choice is to let it let it snowball and and quit. Or, you know, the other choice is to, to, to dig in and fight. Right. And I know, you know, I, I know what I feel like that we have in this locker room, something like that. Yeah. But I just thought it was odd that he was openly the fact that he even brought that up. There. Yeah. Um, but I, I really think to – and I'm not saying that those other things aren't, aren't a factor. Like Mike's talking about, you know, the focus. I, I think they were unfocused. But I think they were unfocused periodically throughout the season. I think that when you put it on coming out flat, and Zoe and uh, Beetle did this yesterday on, on one of my shows, Fred, um, you know, came out flat again, didn't show. Like, I think you're just taking the talent part of it out of the equation. Right, that's the easy. And you're just whistling past the graveyard thinking, this is on us. Right. I, I, I don't think this is on if, us. If, if you think it's all about just coming out flat, then hire Dan Campbell as your head coach and so we can fire him up. That's not what it is. I, yeah. I don't you think know? I, you know. And again, I'm not telling you that the the effort the other night was exemplary. I don't think it was, and I think this is probably as good a time as any to get to the stuff that like the fact that Judon barely played was telling. To Fred's point, maybe there's an injury there that we don't know about. Uh, J.C. Jackson, I thought, made a lot of business choices in that game. Mm. I, I I did not think he was engaged at all. I, first of all, he got beat again by Stephon Diggs. Again, Diggs is a great player. I get it. Um, but I need I need him to fare better in that matchup when I have all the other issues that I have on defense and he he do, he doesn't. Um, but I also thought he shied away from some plays the other night uh, on the edges. I thought there was some runs that I don't know. I you know I looked at it and and I 
I can't lie. I immediately thought, this is a guy who's Preparing looking for at the free clock agency. and saying, I'm yeah. about 13 minutes away from free agency. And, and, yeah. and he wasn't always that way. And right as we say it. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Look at that. That was perfect. That was like I was just programming for NFL Network. Yeah, we're, we're watching NFL Network. He wanted Network. no part of making that tackle. Yeah. And and J.C. Jackson in the is past a physical was a pretty Absolutely. good guy on the edge, op- lower, take, go low, whatever. One. And he was a pretty good open field tackler against the run. Yeah. Um, like, do you see that? Yeah. Like, he's not even diving. Right. Nothing. Yeah. Now it was cold. Yeah. <laughs> but do you, I mean, am I making too much? No. Because if I am, like, that no, wouldn't I, be the first time. Like, Listen, guys going into free agency. I have to say, like, it, I don't want to get hurt in my last game. It exactly. popped into my head the yeah. other night. I think I said to, to Hardy, that's a business decision right there. Yeah. He's going to be a free agent in 20 minutes. Yeah. I, I'm finding it harder and harder to sell myself on how, how resigning him makes sense and where the team is right now, where they're headed, and just what he gives you. And, you know, I think if, if he was a true number one game changing kind of corner, then I, I could maybe make the argument, but otherwise it just feels like you're trying to hold on to a player who's not going to be here very long, who, unless he has like pieces around him, kind of like some of these other guys we're talking about, isn't going to be able to just handle, all right, just take, take care of that but, guy. But here's, you, you know? know, strangely enough, if the Patriots had a lot of cap space, I would say it's easier to say goodbye to J.C. Jackson. But where you have, I don't know if Miguel's right, we got about $20 million. You're not going to be able to just do what you did last year. I don't, you know, no, yeah. ca- whatever you think about the cap. You're not going to have what you had last year. You're not going to be able to do what you right. did last you're year. You're not going to have the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah, this is the part that I don't think so, is so. Crap. So to me, it makes more, because of that, makes more sense to just give it to J.C. Jackson. put it all on J.C. Jackson. You know, and, and then and we'll draft well and we'll fill in other pieces and do what we can this year. Yeah. Um, like, you know, it's kind of weird at how it works that way, but like, not signing J.C. Jackson isn't going to give you the money to do what you did last year anyway. Right. You know? yeah. No, that's true. I mean, I, I think the question would be spreading it around. And, you know, the question would be how many cornerbacks do you need? And also, I think just philosophically, do they see this? We got to get our front seven straight. Or do they think if, hey, if we have three good corners and maybe, you know, you bring Jonathan Jones back last year of his deal, maybe he's a restructure. That could be an area to open up some space, too. You know, hey, if we can figure out how to get three man corners again, that our our front will look better. Um, but you know, like we talked about with the young pieces up front, can they turn it to those guys? Do they think those guys can even make the play if you had three Stephon Gilmore's on the back end? I don't know. Yeah. Um, and then what so happens when guys get hurt? Right. Because they're going to get hurt. So do you have intelligent enough guys on the, you know, backing up that can come in in a pinch and just not screw up? See, I could you know? be sold on it, and I hear I hear everything you guys are saying, and I agree with all your points. But I could be sold on it if I thought I was close. I don't think they're right, close. Right. I said this before the season. Sort of was wondering if I was wrong. In you know, for a time in the middle of the season, I thought maybe they were getting close. But I don't think they're that close. I don't think that they're built to fight with the big boys yet. Yeah. And if you do that, if you invest seventeen plus million in him, that's a big chunk of your off season. And now you're bringing back, at best the same team right it's probably going to be worse than that for all the other reasons that mike has talked about with all the other guys that are probably going to go on defense so you're probably not going to be as good and now you have this money tied up yeah so if i thought i was closer than they are i i I might be able to do it i think he's a pretty good player i maintain that all along i don't think he's worth 
Stephon Gilmore money, like that kind of a contract. Like I'm going to give him Jalen Ramsey. I'm going to give him five for the top of the market, and he's going to be one of the three highest-paid corners. I don't think he's that player. Yeah. Now, the numbers and the accolades suggest he is. So I, I could, you know, I could be wrong. I mean, he was a second-team All-Pro. Um, you know, I, I, I definitely have concerns about him post getting post paid. money. I, I oh, would that's have another. Thing. I would have yeah. concerns about that with virtually anybody, but I think. Especially an undrafted free agent who's right. really made All nothing. All of a sudden going to get paid. He spent four years yeah. making nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and there was a reason why he was an undrafted free agent. You know, because it's not like he didn't have talent in college. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to be fair, I think every time we have a press conference with JC, it's just, you, I don't know if he's long for here the way. It's <laughs> like, I love listening to guys say stupid stuff. He makes me uncomfortable at times. I'm like, oh, no, JC, don't say that. Uh, Willem and Philem. What's up, William? <laughs> Willem and Philem? Philem. Yeah. Willem Defoe. Exactly. I don't even know him. What's up, William? Fill him up. William. Good job, Hardy. Yo, William. All right. William. Call back, I guess. Uh, Calvin in Colorado. What's up, Calvin? Hey, guys. Hey. Hey. Uh, how are you guys doing? We're, yeah, getting, there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Better than yeah, I hear that. Uh, first, I just want to say I'm a first-time caller. Um, I did try to email before the season started. This was back in preseason. So I guess my question is, geared towards that time um i guess that question would be um so i realized that d'anthony thomas you know when the, uh him and the chief were on the chiefs you know he was a breakout receiver um great hands he actually was their punt return and kick return yeah a return man and i was just wondering what would your thoughts be on do you think that he could be a good acclimation to the patriots i feel like he would be able to take the top off easily you know, he has a uh, good footwork as well. I think he would be a great addition. Who that? Anthony Thomas. Anthony Thomas. Yeah, I'm not I, familiar with his work. I, I, yeah. No, he's just, he's a little scat back. I, I mean, he's he's he had some. Teams? Yeah, he's had some success. No, I don't think he's a difference making player. I I think he's uh, a niche sort of special team, like jack of all trades uh-huh. kind of guy. Uh-huh. He he could play. I mean, he has he has ability, but I don't think I don't think he's a difference maker. But I do think okay, you've got that kind of role waiting. You know, I, I don't know what they're yeah, going to do with Gunner. He's a restricted free agent. We were yeah. talking about that. Like I'd rather bit, have like, D'Anthony Thomas you know, than Gunner. But, right. you know. Yeah, but, I was going to say that. We could replace um, Gunner with D'Anthony Thomas, yeah. you know. Yeah. That would be a good fit. Yeah. Uh, because he is still, still currently a free agent. Um, he was signed with the uh, Ravens but opted out and still a free agent since then. Yep. Yeah. Put yeah. him on the list. Thanks, Calvin. I, I, you bring up Gunner. Yeah, he was. I think he he was. He'll, he'll be thirty. He, Gunner was probably my biggest swing and miss 29. this year. Yeah, I yeah, honestly thought he would contribute in the passing game. I did he too, just can't. You're, you were not alone. I, I I'm you right know? there with you. I thought he would be. I'm See, very disappointed. I'm really yeah. surprised that you. Well, I mean, I guess it's consistent because you tend to go by what you what the coaches do. Just that you – no. Oh, boy, that's no. loaded right I, I, there. I, I, no, <laughs> I, I, let me say this. I, 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 I'm surprised that you would, like, just relent, like that you were wrong. You've never been proven wrong. No, I have. He, he doesn't th- play. He, he he goes out there, he drops the ball, he commits a penalty, and then they take him right. You can just tell. They're uh, just like – He hasn't had enough chances for me to say that. Okay, I, I think the like, coaching I don't th- staff I don't thinks, think he's that good. I think <laughs> like, that, that's me. Yeah, I think he's – I think, obviously, he, yes, he's on a short leash. But I think the coaches feel every time we put you in, like has it been any you, you better? Screw up. Has it been any better every time they put Nikhil Harry in? 
No. But he does. He can block. Can and he? I, I know, uh, I know I people, know people laugh. keep telling me that. Uh, I haven't seen it. But on a team that feels he's like. He's great at the crackback block when they don't know he's oh, there. Oh, he's better than that. He's better than that. He tries hard. You know, so, but I just think that you, you, you need to do things, two things. Get open and catch the ball. I think Gunner can get open. He's got that quickness in short space where he should be able to get open. But he can't catch. No he, no, he still scares the crap out of me every time he returns a, a well, kick or a punt. His decision like, making a as a returner is abysmal. It's scary. He yeah. puts himself and the ball in harm's way virtually every single return. I hate to admit That's it. That's why. And then, yeah, right. you know, just like the, I mean, I'm fascinated by the actual mechanism of him because it's he's a restricted free agent. So I mean, you literally have to say first round, second round, or oh, right no. of first refusal basically yeah, be, with him. Be, so you know, be, like yeah. Like Jakob is going to get that right, so you know, just it's just an interesting way to kind of signal how you feel about a player. But I feel like on the surface, we want our fast little slot guy in the draft, punt returner too. Like, like it's just it's right there for the taking that you could get a guy to kind of fill those roles potentially like and add something on both with the restricted free agents. Maybe Myers gets a second. Right I think Myers second. Yeah, round. yeah. But the other guys. Uh, that'll be uh, the, the lowest. Therese, I don't know about Therese Hall just because he didn't play at all this year. I he's not even um, on my radar. Christian Wilkerson though, huh? <laughs> no, just well, they signed him to a futures. Yeah. Right? Yeah, futures yeah. contract. Right. Yeah. Carol, Carol likes one of a half dozen guys. <laughs> um, uh, Pernay from Chicago writes in. Uh, Pernay says, "I don't know whether you discussed this topic or not. Watching Cowboys game, the foolishness of that team with that much talent in the coaching malpractice by Mike McCarthy." I found out that the Patriots fans are so lucky to have Bill and Brady together for 20 years and win six championships. They needed each other, and I think Brady bailed out Bill in many games over the years, and Bill bailed out Brady too. And we both started their career together relatively and studied from each other and coexisted with each other, even with their big egos. I think Mac doesn't have that luxury because I think Bill will stay around for that winning record, and I don't think, I don't know what happens after he leaves, but man... They were both special together. Yes, they were. Yep. Yeah. How many more games does Bill need to get the all-time record? It's at least four seasons, right? And and you and he has to win like ten games at least every season, doesn't he? Something like that. Yeah. That's asking a lot. I, he needs like thirty something games. He might not get it. Thirty seven. I mean, people are saying, "Oh, he's going to coach until he gets the record." He might not get it. Yeah. Time might run out. Yeah. Well, why are they going to fire him? Well, I mean, if if they if. If it's as bad as we think it is right now and they don't make yeah, but changes, if they're not going to be winning 10 games every year. Right. So it could take, so it could longer. take longer. Well, right. wait a minute. Wait a minute. Al. See, like, I like to position myself as the most negative guy, but they did just win 10 games. Oh, I know. Right? So and you think they're a lock to do that again next year? Uh, the exact number 10? No, I don't think that's a lock. But Double digits? What I think is a lock is it's not going to be, like, less than eight. Like, I don't see them bottoming out to, like, six and 11. I don't see. I don't see that happening. I don't know. Wow. I, I mean, I'm. I'm. <laughs> I just want to like. I want to paint a picture of the room. I got hit with a bunch of like. Yeah. What? I, yeah. I don't see. Anything. I, I think. Like. We, I, like think fa- I got a lot of like hint of resignation face from Fred <laughs> that I'm not really. Used no. To. Listen. I don't know how to handle. This. I hope you're right, but I. I think we just went through an hour and forty nine minutes of. Boy, they need to really make a lot of changes. No, right. But and, I think they need a lot of changes to get to the top. Uh, no, but not to stay away from the bottom. Well, and <laughs> I, evidently I was wrong. But sometimes when you make a lot of changes, you have to take a couple steps backwards yeah. to go yeah. start yeah. going right. forward. And, I, and right. I think that's and maybe that's this maybe next year and listen, I, I, everyone's like, "Oh, 
uh, don't freak out, but it could be a, a, a you know, yeah, step back I, here. Yeah. I could yeah. see them taking right. a step back, yes, but I can't see them going like 6 and 11. Well, step back That's from 10 back. is like, you know, eight. 7, 8. But, Nine. But, but the point is, what Eric's making is, yeah, if you win 10 games every year, you can do it in three or four years. But if you don't, that's going right. to make that a little longer. He's yeah. going to be 70 in three months. Right. 86 build up. He needs one win this season to get it finally. <laughs> right. and, yeah. and he comes out in his walker. Right. Oh. He's going to be like Gordie Howe. He's going to be like coming in when he's 90. Like, I'll coach this he's, game. He's in better shape than I am. I can tell you that much. Uh, well, I, I, I think to your point, Fred, that the question might philosophically be is, can the Mac and the offense improve enough to offset the changes that come on defense and you know Can you keep up the mm. best laid plans this year were hey veteran defense will bring these guys back they got championship pedigree yeah. they'll hold the fort while mac develops and then it'll all mean the play. that didn't work that didn't work that defense is done you got to get a new you got to get a new defense and and you got to get mac a, a, to the next level to be able to you know have some kind of margin of error next year and and when the know, other team doesn't poop themselves and i know you can't judge a schedule until the until end of the, the end. season right yeah. but right now aren't they playing the afc west uh, next year uh, they're playing the Raiders. They got, they got the a real AFC tough West. away, oh, oh. a real tough away schedule. They're playing the AFC, the Bills North, oh, as the, the, the Packers and the, the NFC division. North, right? Yeah, and the NFC North. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 right. the playoff teams yeah. away: Packers, Cardinals, Raiders, right. Steelers. These are all road games. I mean, right. tough, yeah. tough road. The only playoff teams coming here are the Bills and the Bengals, but but the road teams. It's, the, road, uh, the road schedule is tough. Road is tough next year. I heard Zoe talking about that. Yeah. So, I mean, so you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna prepare you for next year. It's gonna be like. What's the problem on the road? <laughs> Why do Good they play? teams. They play well at home, right. but they can't seem to yeah. win on the Just prepare yourself. I, I'm excited, though. Cincinnati here. That'll be, that'll that'll be, be a fun, fun one next yeah. year. That'll be a fun one. Yeah. Fun. Uh, James. <laughs> yeah, fun. Most interesting Patriots fan in the world, James like Pettigrew, writes in. <laughs> theoretical question. And I'm, Thursday. And, and I'm glad it's just theoretical. Oh, yeah? Although I'd never do it. What is, a bill, what is Bill's trade value? Would it only be to the Giants? No, I think I think other teams would I be interested. Bill, would, Bill Belichick would never allow, and I'm sure it's in his contract that he can't be traded. Yeah, you know, and I know it is theoretical, but I think that I, if I was a team and the Patriots were willing, I'd give up three first round picks yeah. for Bill Belichick. What team? Any team. You're crazy. Oh, okay, you're crazy. No, you no, think no. any team would All right, do that? You're right. Any team that's looking for a head coach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I give up three first round picks for him. But are they are they a talented like, team? Correct. Like if I have to, uh, like if I'm Jacksonville, right? So I, I got to play with the worst roster in football and, no and a young round, no first and a young quarterback until Bill Belichick retires. Yeah, and I got I have no first round picks, so I can be, I don't know, passable for the next three years, and then he's going to retire. No chance. Like of giving up three first round picks. How about the Cowboys? Now that one's that what one I give up three first round picks yeah. for. I'll have a ready made team that I need a coach to stabilize things. Yep, yep. sign me yep. up for that one. But I think there's a lot of teams that, that wouldn't be interested in giving up three first round picks for right. a, oh. a head coach who's seven years old. This I think right. I think to stabilize my organization and maybe there's the, and the maybe there's the contingent of the deal that you're going to help me find the next guy after you. Like you're coming in, you're going to stabilize, you're going to set the culture, you're going to set the process. You know, in the systems, and then you'll move and then, on and help me right for the next phase. Like maybe Steve comes with you, he takes over as head coach, uh, and you become uh, the GM. Uh, but I, but I also <laughs> think, I also think that what about Brian? I don't, I don't feel there's very many scenarios that Bill would want to go to. 
because yeah. I think he's got it really good here. Yeah, yeah with, I, I know. With Robert and Jonathan, you know, and he said this many times. And, and, he, and he just said it, on sa- I think, on Sunday. You know, the, the structure here that I get from Robert and Jonathan Kraft, and they give us whatever we need to field a competitive team. I'm paraphrasing, but that was the message that he's sending. He has total control of everything. You don't just snap your fingers and get total control of everything right. anywhere you go. Yeah. Now, maybe Dallas, maybe Jerry Jones would say, <laughs> I've, oh no, but maybe he would say, for him, for him, yeah, I'll acquiesce, just like he did for Parcells. But, but he wouldn't be able to help himself as soon as they oh, started no, no, winning. It's a, short, it's a short-term he'd thing. He'd be down right? there in the locker room giving his GM post-game press conference. But it's a short-term thing. Yeah. Like, I only need him to come in and, and get me back to the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then I could... I can meddle again. Right. <laughs> with my, with my, with my, <laughs> with my horse. My horse. <laughs> I, I, I remember that game in Dallas. We beat them, and I, that's back when I was covering the team. And I was in the locker room after the game, and there's Jerry in the middle of the locker room. Oh, Jerry giving, speaks, I believe, after every, yeah, every game. Yeah, giving a thing. I'm like, this is, ri- this is ridiculous. Yeah, he does it every game. Yeah. little press conference. Yeah. Uh, another call. Nathan's in California. What's up, Nathan? Hey, guys. Hey, well, I was going to talk about the coaching, but uh, after that win-loss talk, I'll bring that up. Hey, so we broke down the season right uh, before the seven-game win streak. It looked, looked like crap. After the seven-game win streak, we looked like crap. Um, you know, if we don't win those seven games, if those games don't go away, you know, it's not as windy in Buffalo or, uh, you know, Cleveland's actually healthy, um, Tennessee's healthy, our season looks completely different. You know, we're not looking at <laughs> – Herbert doesn't throw a pick six in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that is true. But I also think there were some close losses that I think theoretically next year. No, like I don't think there were games that the Patriots should have won. So I'm not trying to say add wins. But I'm saying theoretically next year with some more experience and a quarterback that's been through it a little bit, maybe you find a way to get over the hump in one or two of those close games. Sure. Yep, that's that's, that's yeah. what you're hoping for for next year. Yeah, and yeah. it's and it's I'm, like it's less than thirty games that he need. I like I think he's. You think it's play. less than thirty? I thought yeah. it was like thir- at some it's point three forty seven, right? That's yeah, Shula's steakhouse, Shula's, right? Right. I, I, I so thought it's got to be like three twenty. I, I thought at some point this season it was at thirty eight, but I could be wrong. The deficit was thirty eight, well, yeah. so they won ten. No, no, no. So that's, I that's said down to twenty during the season. season yeah. It was thirty eight. Yeah, I, I think he's. I, I think he's inside of thirty games. I, I mean, I don't know exactly. Well, then, the then it's if only there was three years we, at the most. Yeah. If only yeah. there was a way we could look it up. <laughs> yeah. No, we'll never see, know. Now, see, now, no, we'll see, this know. Is, I don't get him. Like, now he needs 30 He needs thirty wins. Well, now it's three years at the most. <laughs> well, you just said there was no way he's going to be winning 10 games. Well, why is it 30 You said it's inside of 30. So if you get seven, you know. That's 21. That's 21. So I, how far inside of 30 are you? I, I don't I, know. I, I don't know. Could be in a fifth season. I would say 27 or 28 wins he probably needs. Somewhere in that no, of course, not knowing the numbers, any of the numbers correctly, right? I now. don't know them off the top of my head, <laughs> but I know he's. I know he's over three. I know he's over three. I think he's over three twenty. I think well, he's got like. Three. We need to get the number so <laughs> that we can <laughs> talk. Matt, you have the media guy right <laughs> in front of you, so we can talk intelligently. Can you look at the media well, so guy before we sign Including off? playoffs, that's three twenty one. He has right, right now. Playoffs. Right now. Okay, so that's twenty six yeah. games to tie. Twenty seven. Oh, so so twenty seven to break it. Nine wins a season. For three years. So now that's yeah, three that's years. That's doable. Okay. okay. Nine Ten? wins. Ten? No, <laughs> off the table. Nine? I feel good. Yeah. 
Annoying. Because you can have thumbs one, up emoji. Wow. You can nine. have one ten. You can have one eight. <laughs> right. You know. <laughs> so you can take a step Averages. back. Right. You can take Average. a step you back. Can, you can still take sure. that step back. Uh, I think it will probably be, um, in 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 three. You know, maybe more likely four. But yeah. it should be in that that neighborhood. Yeah. But I remember having this talk with with Felger in the seven game winning streak, and he goes, "So you don't you don't think they're back?" I go, "Well, what do you mean back?" I go, I go. Can I see who's on the team next year before I just start? Li-? He goes, well, you win. He goes, you get. He, he goes, you win the last four games this year, and then let's. Well, not yeah. even, not even count. So that's thirteen. Right. He goes, then thirteen next year. Thirteen, you're out. Two years. Right. He goes, not even counting playoffs. And I'm like, before I just start racking up thirteen win seasons, can I see who's on the team? Right. Oh, you don't. So you don't think they're back? And they went one and five mm-hmm. after that. And after that after. process for next year starts now. We'll be back Thursday. Um, a John Rook show. Tomorrow. Tomorrow at 2, um, his last of the season. I just want to apologize. I won't be here on Thursday. Uh, I have uh, I have to go see Dr. Jellyfinger. Uh-oh. <laughs> so um, Don't sound so excited about it. Yeah. Uh, I am. <laughs> Colonoscopy. Okay. So I will uh, leave the pics with you guys. Dressed to impress. Yeah. All right. We'll see you Thursday. Thank you for downloading this podcast. Subscribe on Apple, Google Play, and everywhere else you listen. Like the show? Please rate and review us. Listener comments and ratings help keep us high in the podcast rankings so new listeners can find us. Be sure to check Patriots.com for more news and more podcasts.